0: Fight for 15! Fight for 15!
1: Fight for 15! Fight for 15! This is so great that we're all joined together and we're fighting for the workers'
2: rights. Yeah, man, that's cool. I want to be paid more too.
1: Yeah, the minimum wage is bullshit! We deserve at least 15 an hour! Yeah,
2: man, no, I'll tell you what, I could really use like 19 an hour.
1: Yeah. 19 is better than 15.
3: Print out all these flyers with 15 on it.
1: But that's bullshit! We need 19! Yeah. yeah! Fight for 19! Fight for 19! Fight for 19! new posters!
3: Okay, business time. Really simple. Some of you don't know where to find me. Louderwithcrowder.com. Half a dozen to 10 articles every single day. Twitter follow me at scrowder louder with crowder podcast on itunes soundcloud or any other podcasting device youtube.com slash steven crowder or you can type in steven crowder on facebook and be one of the million plus fans or join the mailing list there are so many ways for you to stay connected you have no excuse you have no excuse just like you have no excuse for those roles that are just cascading over your belt buckle you should be ashamed unless you're a lady then
4: you deserve a, get her a medal You've found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment.
1: I don't like entertainment.
5: And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's
3: about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body, you should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement
5: <laughs> market in <injury>. Detroit.
3: <laughs> we are definitely going to get letters.
5: You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're getting louder with Crowder.
0: you a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the
3: that sound means it's the sound of the weekend. glad to be with you. I am your host, Steven Crowder, producing with me in Video Studio. As always is Jared, who is not gay. You can follow him on Twitter at notgayjared. I fulfill my legal obligations and draw your own conclusions. We good? We good. Not gay and not dead. Now not that, dead. Not dead. The rumors are false. Now that I hear myself on mic, I can hear the, 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 the sinus aids. Sinus just kind of hanging in there. Hanging it in started there. last Thursday. Remember we had, to, we had that Gosh, one longer yeah. break and I was going, what is, what is with? I feel, f- I feel funny. And um, little known fact, one can contract sinus aids. Speaking of diseases... Fight for fifteen is trending everywhere. By the way, great guests. We have Julie Borofsky, formerly token libertarian chick-on. We have Super Mexican of the RightScoop.com, mm-hmm, wonderful mm-hmm, site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have Ed Morrissey with his new book Ed talking Morrissey. about that. He knows a lot about the, the politics, the micropolitics, how the delegates work, how the counties work. But we actually have, and by we, I mean not gay Jared, have an exclusive scoop this week. It's trending everywhere. Fight for fifteen. All the Bernie voters, these people, they want fifteen dollar minimum, which specifically fast food workers. Yes. So, let me lay the foundation, and and Jared, as you speak, we can, uh, you know, I'll bring up these screenshots. Um, it's entirely fake. People are talking about whether the idea is good or not. It's a scam, and uh, 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 well, Jared, do you want do you want to start off with what what we did because we were going to send Jean-Guy Tremblay, noted Bernie yes.
6: fan, Bernie fan. He was all about it. To the he, fight was, for 15 he was really routes. excited to go, too, which was kind of right. disheartening.
3: Yes. So, um, and I have this up, so I, I, Not Gay Jared produces these things. And I said, Not Gay Jared, we need to set this up, find out where these Fight for 15 are going. And I have this up here on my screen where you can see. So, Not Gay
6: Jared, what did you do? So, we signed up for the email because we thought, hey, that's the best way to stay in contact. Yep. We thought, hey, we want to be involved. We want to be there support the great cause Let's find out where it's gonna happen Zhang and Ghi. when. It's for Zhang Geek, so we can inform him. So send him in. And you um, signed up
3: with, signed emails
6: with emails. To make sure yes. we
3: were secure. Um no affiliation with Ladder with Gratter, so it wouldn't be screened. No. Nope. So you have the screen and they were saying this is where you this is where you sign up. To be a part of the protest. I have screenshot one here. Let me bring up another one. Uh, Another screenshot. Biggest ever global strikes and protests. Someone saying, help us grow the fight. Share now. These screenshots I have here. So these were all being sent directly to your inbox, correct? Yes.
6: Okay. Lots of personal letters from McDonald's employees about doing it for their son. We're glad to have you along. Doing the right thing. Let's pull together. Well, here it says, today we are striking in over 300
3: cities share, you know, stand strong, share this. Now, we have emails here too. They were supposed to tell you where these were taking place. And then eventually they said, give us your phone number and we'll text you. Mm-hmm. So you and I were thinking this might be like a flash mob scenario, right? Yeah, where you just where gather everyone to...
6: together, right. last
3: minute, bomb the media. Because you signed up for the email list, you gave them your phone number. Building hype for weeks. Building hype for weeks. And I have the text right here saying, stay tuned, your message is on the way work with us, share this, did they ever tell you where the protests were taking <laughs> not place? Once. Not, not once. Not once. Not once. And I couldn't find out. No. I called half a dozen McDonald's, specifically because they were targeting McDonald's and fast food places. Not one employee, not a single
6: employee nor manager had heard of it. This happened to me last time this happened. I went to a couple of fast food places in person. Right. They hadn't even heard of it. They didn't even know what I was talking about. No. Um, And if you look at the picture, so they trend, it's all out
3: SEIU members, pictures of them. They went at 6.45 a.m. and said, you know, brothers and sisters, we'll be back later today, later tonight. What? Why are you protesting at 6.45 a.m.? Photos, and then they're gone. And they're back later. But, I mean, we, we, unless we're missing something, we signed up for the email lists. We made the phone calls. Not Gay Jared
6: tried proactively to find out where these protests are, and no, n- no answer. We checked all over Michigan, all over Detroit, uh, Chicago. Chicago. Find, you know, something I found funny. They claimed, their big claim is 300 cities they've gotten on board with this, right? Mm-hmm. 300 cities. And the text to me said, Maybe this is just, you know, I'm reading too much into it, but join the thousands. Yes. Thousands. So do the math. Let's be really aggressive. Let's say 10,000 people, which if there was 10,000 people, they probably would have said tens of thousands of people, right? Right. Do the math 300 cities, 10,000 people at the most. That's 33 people. Per city, right. that's not much of a movement. Well, and
3: the thing is, they're counting you. They're counting me. This is what's so dishonest. They're counting. I wasn't there. Not gay. Jared's email as one of the millions or tens of thousands representing whatever representing city. Representing, I standing up strong. So they tell you this is important for you to know. Everyone out there, you want to talk about astroturf? These are paid union protesters, most of whom do not work at these fast food establishments. And they are claiming among their ranks, we are supported by thousands, no, they're paying protesters, professional protesters to show up, unions do this, and they are including someone like Not Gay Jared, who they deliberately misled into signing up that he could be a part of their protest, and it was a shutout. They do not want anyone to be a part of this. Now contrast this with the Tea Party with the March on Washington that happened with, with Glenn Beck at one point, or the same thing with, with John Stewart when he did a, the counter-protest in Washington, or even Occupy Wall Street, right? If you're creating a genuine protest, the whole goal is to get as many people as possible to be a part of a movement. And they did the exact opposite of this. And I don't know if anyone else has done this. I don't know why no one is talking about this. We have all of the emails. We have all the texts. If anyone wants to question us on it, we can prove it. And remember, we we planned our week around this to send Jungie out we there. We did, we did. We've been pulling sixteen hour days and a big video coming out. By the way, when people ask why are you always wearing the School of Rock, uh, Schoolhouse Rock shirt, foreshadowing
6: dummies. dummies.
3: <laughs> and we planned our week around this, and nowhere were we able to get this information. No, and the only pictures you see are SEIU members
6: and union members who, of course, do not work at McDonald's. I couldn't even prove it, but there was one email there. You'll see it has like all the different cities sh- sharing their photos. And I couldn't prove it, but I would bet, I would bet you can find a lot of those photos already online from past rallies. From past like rallies. That. I couldn't prove it because I didn't have enough time today. Right. But I would be. It would be an interesting uh, venture in journalism there.
3: Well, you know, here's the crazy thing: we're not journal. I'm not a journalist. This is an entertainment-based program, right? We just, and we just wanted to screw with people. We just wanted to screw with people, and then every now and then we stumble across these. Fingering! And we realize nobody else is doing the work. Nobody. CNN's not doing the work, Where Fox News isn't doing the work, no. N- none of these other news sources are doing work. Help us! Think about it, they don't want to create any, they don't want to get to the bottom of this. This is really uh. basic stuff. This is an entirely
6: fraudulent movement. It's a giant scam. I think guess they think that if they could just create enough hype in the social media sphere, create enough hype on Twitter, eventually it'll come to fruition to exist in reality? I don't know. If they just keep telling people this is a big movement, lots of things are happening, people are excited, people are pumped, people are marching in the streets. Eventually, I don't know, but why wouldn't they want me to show up to something? I, that's why. I... they don't. Well, they don't want you to show up because they want to control it. They want to put on
3: a front. And they know that many workers don't really want to join their union ranks. They A lot of workers understand automation. A lot of workers see what's happened in places like California. And a lot of them know Canada. if they didn't show up this morning, they'd be fired. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what the unions are going to say. Well, see, and that shouldn't happen. You should never be fired. For protesting and leaving your your job. What about the fact that you cannot get correctly... At KFC, white
6: meat and dark meat. It's never happened. No. The original original extra crispy. They never you get it right. You can visually see the difference. They can never get it right. You can you imagine these kind of people like ending up in the military protesting like... Oh, we didn't get our uh, our rations today. Just right, we're striking tomorrow. Right. The whole world would go to, <laughs> to hell. <laughs> well, you, you know what's so funny? Two people on
3: Twitter were talking about this. They're going, you know, what, you could easily pay for this if you just gave the CEO pay to the employees. Like they just think that the CEO credit card. You got it. Just swipe a card, and they have like they don't understand the second biggest number on any expenditure list for for a business is employee costs. Yeah, they say McDonald's worth six point sixty one billion. Okay, how many people do they employ? And this is what's so crazy, you just tell someone they deserve something, you stir them up with a hashtag,
6: and they don't they don't even pay attention to the lie. But remember, if you just raise the price of the Big Mac by 15 and a half cents, you could pay for it all, it's a no-brainer. The Big Mac isn't worth 15 and a half cents to begin no. with. It was such bad math on their part, and whatever the numbers are thrown out there. Well, you know,
3: 15, why not make it 19? Why, why not make not? it 25? Why not? At that point, you just pick a number and say, you know, we had people tweeting us. This is a good example. Tweeting us saying, "Well, you know what? You try and live on that kind of a, 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 a of a wage. We can't even eat." Okay, on days that I don't eat out. Now, listen, we do we do pretty well. I'm not going to lie about that. We've been pretty blessed. We've had some hardships. Neither of us are in a food line, and I'm grateful. I'm not going to lie about it. You know what? I've been able to hire Jared. I've been able to hire brilliant people like Courtney and Casey, and and hopefully more. And we want to grow. And we don't do any unpaid interns. Um, but, yeah, we're, 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 not, we're not struggling. I understand that people have it far worse off than we do right now, and I'm grateful. But you know what? If I'm not eating out, and I do eat out quite a bit, if I'm not, it's under $8 a day. I've done the math. People say, well, you, can, you know, poor people don't have access to healthy food. Milk, eggs, fruit, veggies, meat. All of the latter, which you can buy on sale. You can eat like a
6: professional athlete. So this is where you insert your, your chink. It's not that complicated. It's, what? My chink? Chink chink chink? Oh cink. Cink.
3: Cink.
2: Cink. Cink from Young Turks. Young Turks. It's Folks, not. people, it's not that complicated, okay? <laughs> I'd like to rational I'd like to reason my argument, but instead I'll just say come on <laughs> Mainstream Media, what? That's a perfect
3: Young Turks impression. If you question it, I'm going to have you jailed like Bill Nye wants to do with actual scientists. We'll talk about that afterward. I want to talk more about this fight for 15 and this populist yeah. bullcrap and this idea that the poor have it so horrible in the United States. I was raised in Quebec. The poor have it worse. Stay tuned.
0: Everybody was kung fu fighting Those kids were fast as lightning In fact it was a little bit frightening
4: But they fought with This
2: week in Cultural Appropriation.
3: Well, Mr. Sakuraba, your application here at the University of Michigan is nothing short of impressive. Thank you very much. I tried to bring in my family a great honor. Well, you've certainly done that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Your SATs are incredible. Uh, your extracurriculars are through the roof. Your grades
1: are as good as they can be.
3: I work for many sons. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have a slight problem.
3: Are we clear? You know the truth yeah. is your situation just <laughs> uh, isn't that I mean, all yeah.
1: uncommon. All right. And
3: well,
7: we gotta figure out. The, honestly,
1: yeah, we have too many Asians here. You know, we really you really just screw me with the fight for I don't the video. Video. That's I that's understand. A problem. I know it may well, seem intuitive. We, we have other videos in only. But because few people have
3: We're
6: been so successful.
1: We, we actually have the
6: opposite I told you of it's a one quota. They didn't. They didn't tell me when they were when they were marching. I know they didn't tell me. You, you could make phone calls. Lose That's lose the work. point. I can't Wish, know. Yes, you I know what the problem is? I did, I've only got, got so much time on my hands. Listen, Listen, they didn't email me. I text them. I signed up for the text thing They didn't text me. They didn't email me. I understand. That's how unions
0: operate. My point is.
6: I can't. I can't know how you operate if you don't
3: tell me how you operate. I don't live in this world. I can't come in and not know, ready to take. Inca. In his last name, and there should be an order where I
1: hear it. Before that, you understand that, right? (laughs) You groups
3: are just so successful. I have brought a great dishonor on my
1: family. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god, stop him! Don't stop him! We have to respect his culture. Join us next week
4: for more in Cultural Appropriation.
3: Glad to be back. And, you know, we're going to move on. So Bill Nye wants to jail. Bill Nye, a non-scientist. Noted non-scientist. non-scientist.
6: But he taught me how to make some excellent rock candy.
3: Wait, he, really?
6: Yeah. Told you a, to make a, crystal meth? Well, that's what we called it. That's, a, that's, that's what happened.
3: Not Gay Jared uh, watched Bill Nye one day, and his mom said, what's going on? <laughs>
7: I
1: smoke rocks!
3: You sound like Dave Chappelle for some reason. That's how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> and she said, she said, what's wrong with you? And he said, bitch! Bill Nye! All right. So we were talking about the fight for 15 before this. So we were talking about, let, let's talk about this, okay? Uh, food you know, we've done this math a lot. By the way, Not Gay Jared gay was very, very nice and gave this uh, money to a homeless man when we were downtown. And Coach Mark Ripito was visiting. <laughs> <laughs> and as we're walking up, because, you know, I'm hobbled, Jared is giving him... Did we tell the story on air? I don't think we I don't did. Think it's, yeah, yeah. It's, you always forget. There's so much that happens in a week. Yep. There's an argument to go daily with something like this. But... um we're downtown, so we're pulling up, and we just see you know, Jared's little dainty hand coming out with a cup was, and some change. Hey, hey, just sit the record straight. My hand is way bigger than yours. Your hand's not bigger than mine. Oh, yeah. Proportionally, yes, but it's not Fingers. bigger. What, you mean length? Length. All right. Um, does not correlate with grip strength. Well, you're not left-handed. I'm not. Okay, so the right hand. But the point is, we see a hand going out with change, and they're rocking up. I, I just hear Mark. He's going, oh, no. He knows what's going to happen. The guy takes the money from Jared. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. God bless you, Captain. Captain. (laughs) Captain. (laughs) Captain. And we're walking up. And as we're walking up and Jared is passing him money out of the window. So we're trying to get in the car. He stops us to shake us down. He's just gotten money from you. He knows we're in the same car. Substantial amount of change. It looked like a full cup. And he turns to us, hey, Captain, do you have any? And I said, you know, listen, I don't. He's the one who would have any change. It was in the console. Oh yeah, but you don't you don't you can't find anything, you can't spare anything. And yeah, I then didn't he... tell you
6: give away your change of the console, otherwise
3: <laughs> Well, I figured it out afterward. By the way, it's been taken from your pay, so it all works out in the end. That's why you don't fight for fifteen. And he turns to Mark and before he can even get to speaking with Coach Mark, he looks at him <laughs> and he just says, Go
1: away.
6: <laughs> he says it without sudden whiskey. Cool whip. The kinda of, the kind that of kinda of rattled the whole car a little yeah. bit. The, go the, go away. away. <laughs>
3: And the guy just stopped and left. But my point is, and we, we've people have averaged what folks make. And we've seen him a
6: couple times since then.
3: Yes, we've seen him many times since then. People panhandling often make more than minimum wage. People don't know that. Um, it, for a lot of people, it's a scam. It doesn't mean you shouldn't help people who are down in their luck, but that's just reality. Okay. If you're making, let's say minimum wage, what's minimum, about 8 $7 an hour? Yeah, some, something, 7 40 maybe. The point is, you can live off of that very, very easily. It comes down to choice. We were talking about this because you were eating some kind of sweet and sour Skittles.
6: Yeah, it was just clear it, was sweet and sour. It was sweet and I sour. Got, oh, no, I, you, you got I your went money's for both. worth. I went for both. As far same as package. Skittles go.
3: You should still feel great shame, but you got your money's worth. Now, for that same price, you could have had two bananas, a pint of milk, and probably, I don't know, something else. I don't know, raspberries, a couple of eggs. Think about it. You get a gallon of milk, it's what, $3.99. Bananas are 99 cents. You get a whole handful of them. This idea that... You know,
6: you say that, and now if I can go back. No, I'd probably get the Skittles again. Because there was bana- I think they're banana-flavored Skittles, so well, we're good.
3: We're good. That's what I figured. I'm resolved. The point here, and this is this fight for 15, you have a bunch of people where it's always a problem that's not themselves. And conservatives have, you know, there's this idea of compassionate conservatism. People want to ease their guilt. No. Listen. It's okay. The problem is you. The problem is you. If you look at people who are successful, if you look at people who have made it beyond minimum wage jobs, in every case, some of them do it in weeks, some of them do it in months, some of them do it in years, they said, I'm going to do what it takes to get beyond this. Period. There is a common thread 100% of the time. Okay. And generally speaking, there's that same common thread for people who remain in those employment positions long term. Long term. Some people are down in their luck. Absolutely. Now, if they are in that position long term and they're not disabled or particularly maybe not highly functioning. By the way, we work with special needs. My wife and I work with special needs people. If you've seen the video on Friendship Club, a lot of these people have jobs and they pay them less than minimum wage. They're finding something for these people to do. These people just want to go out and do something. Mm -hmm. And some of them actually do work at McDonald's. We know a guy named Dominic with pretty severe Down syndrome. I met him. Yeah, Yeah. smart. He's a guy who calls me Grandpa because of the gray hairs and my sideburns. He's he's a a smart-ass Down syndrome person. Yeah, he is. Very funny, but he's actually moved up. He's like a, a shift manager at McDonald's. Come on. I'm not trying to say that if 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 Dominic with Down syndrome can do it, you have no excuse. But if Dominic with Down syndrome can become a manager at McDonald's, you probably have no excuse. That's the reality. And people get so mad, they talk about corporations. Let's just not lose sight of something, okay? People talk about socialism and a safety net. I was raised in Canada. Everything costs more, by the way. No one believed me when I said you can get beef, high-quality steak, for $4.99 a pound in the States. Well, where can you get that? Watch them go on sale? That's what my my parents do. Well, you know what my mom does? She finds steak when it's on sale, four ninety nine a pound. She puts it in a freezer bag. Doesn't even pay for the the, the freezer machine sealant, whatever you call it. That was a fancy thing. She sucks out the air with a straw. Steak dinner. You can get chicken for under two dollars a pound. Pork, eggs. It's very very easy to do. You just have to make the decision. But people, so in the states, anyways, a lot of people didn't believe me when I when I threw out these prices on Twitter. And I remember thinking, well, I that's true. In Canada, we, we ate these kinds of foods far less often. Let's not lose sight. People will walk into a Rite Aid, or people will walk into a McDonald's, or they'll walk into a local coffee roaster company or a local restaurant and go, yeah, look at Coca-Cola. These billionaires, billion corporate billionaires rigging the system. This is capitalism. And they ignore on that same street the dozens or hundreds of hundred thousandaires or low-level millionaires. It's not one or the other. Capitalism has brought more people, has created more moving class structures than any other system ever in the history of the world, particularly America's brand, free enterprise capitalism. So it's easy to bitch about the billionaire, but guess what? The person who has that fountain machine that you're looking at bitching about the Coca-Cola because you're thinking about some CEO who has billions, that allowed that guy to open up a franchise Beaner's Coffee or whatever it is, Big B Coffee, and he's able to make good money, upper middle class. And that's a lot of people. And it's available to nearly all of you if you're basically competent. So instead of bitching about what somebody else has, try and take part in the common thread that connects every single moderately successful American. Improve yourself. You're the loser. And I'm not going to say it's not compassionate. We don't need to apologize for it. If you never advance... It's you. You're the problem. All right, we're going to have Julie Borowski after this break. Stay tuned.
1: And now for Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games, brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera. Okay, your turn. Uh, okay, it's my turn. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Okay, with Baltic Avenue, you're sitting on Baltic Avenue with the hotel. You're not doing anything with it. Okay? Well, I can do whatever I want. With okay, that's it. not true. Uh, that's not how the country works. Okay? You can't sit there and do nothing with it. There's got to be some kind of a listen. Th- this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my lawyer. I hope you, your lawyer has a lot of vowels in his last name. Okay? And I'm going to make sure that you don't ruin Baltic Avenue. Used to be great. Okay, until you took it over. Okay, used to be fantastic. Frankly, what I'll do with both bald- this whole game is rigged. This whole piece of f- game is rigged. Stay tuned for more Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games. Brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera. Hey, you're probably hearing this podcast
3: either through iTunes or SoundCloud, something like that, or maybe you've heard it on the syndicated radio show across the country, but you may not know that this show is actually live-streamed video live streamed every Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern at louderwithcrowder.com or youtube.com slash stevencrowder. You can actually watch the live stream, see the guests, see all of these little infographics going on there. We have some exclusive commercials. You get to see the hopper cam, people like the hopper cam, uh, and additional firings of Not Gay Jared. So again, it's free. If you want to see what you're hearing, go watch the live stream. Thursdays, eight PM Eastern. Lauder with Crowder I'ma the things
0: that I want to do. I ain't got a thing to put to you. I ain't gonna water the clothes of life. That's why I don't give a word about what you
3: think. Not K. Jared is asleep at the switch. He'll have to be promptly fired. I'm glad to bring this next guest on. Um, I've watched her for a while. We sort of ran in the YouTube circles years ago. And um, you know her as Token Libertarian Chick. You can follow her YouTube channel. I highly recommend it at uh, Julie Borowski, B-O-R-O-W-S-K-I. And she just moderated the Libertarian Party debate so she's she's moving on up and uh, pretty high profile in libertarian movement yeah julie julie thanks for coming uh, coming on
8: thank you for having me on
3: okay so was that pretty exciting you were there i mean why what's the libertarian party debate isn't it sort of settled that it's going to be gary johnson or are there still other people vying for it
8: well there's actually i monitored the debate and there was about i guess eight other candidates um there is a couple front runners Rick, gary johnson will be the the front runner, then there's Austin Peterson and oh. others. So yeah, that was really a good time.
3: Did you do you have a favorite yourself or do you stay you doing the uh, this?
8: I don't want to endorse anyone yet? I apologize. This is my cat.
3: That's okay, you can um, endorse the cat.
8: <laughs> I think um, I probably agree with Austin Peterson the most. I do know him. Um, Gary Johnson I do like However, I watched the Fox News debate with him the other night, and he said a couple, couple of things that I didn't quite agree with.
3: Gary Johnson?
8: Yeah. He said that um, bakers should be forced to bake a cake for gay weddings, and he wants to limit um, mentally mm. ill people from getting guns. So that was kind of, ooh.
3: Well, on its surface, people go, what is she saying here? She's saying mentally ill people should get guns, but I know what she's saying, and I Mm -hmm. actually agree with what Julie is saying. So hold your horses, you... Why are you laughing not gay, Jared? What is so funny? I'm sorry. There is nothing funny. What are you laughing about? Is
6: it... Nothing's funny. Is it the cat? (laughs) <laughs> cats are never funny Is it because,
3: oh I think I know why he's laughing funny. because you mentioned that about Gary Johnson and the cake and I've talked about it I've always had this sneaking suspicion that Gary Johnson might be a little bit light in the loafers and so the, the, the gay cake thing would stand to reason I have nothing to substantiate that but sometimes it's a little flippant and, 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 uh, and feminine for a male candidate am I the only one who's noticed
8: I I wouldn't go that far, but he does have a, quite a few liberal positions.
3: No, I'm not. Well, I'm not talking. And see, you took it to a whole other level with the positions. It I'm not like talking that's about what you were positions. Saying. Oh, I am saying I think he might be a homosexual, <laughs> uh, but I have nothing to substantiate. I just mean sometimes he goes up there, and he, I was like, oh, I might stand a reason with the cakes. I actually like Gary Johnson. Um, funny enough, uh, for the for, I've talked about this. If it is Gary Johnson, uh, Donald Trump, and Hillary Clinton, there's not enough of a contrast. Uh, And uh, I I don't know. I might flip the switch for Gary Johnson. I have no idea. Um, Even though I don't consider myself a a, a tried and true libertarian, I think there are a lot of people right now. You know what it comes down to? I don't believe that any of them are pro-life at this point. And I'm not a one-issue voter, but that is a closed-handed issue. And I think Gary Johnson would be the guy obviously has no chance of winning if he did he'd cut the beast off at the head and even though he's not pro-life he would defund it so i'm like okay if someone's not pro-life but they want to end my tax dollars funding baby killing i can get on board i don't know if that stands to reason yeah
8: he's pro-choice um austin peterson is probably i think the Biggest pro life person in the race. Uh, Donald Trump, I don't know where he stands on that issue because he was pro life before and now he says he's pro life. What day is it? And when they (laughs) asked him about the punishment, he didn't even know. So I don't know where he stands on that issue. Well,
3: exactly. Well, the same thing if it's Austin Peterson. I just mean a third party candidate. You know, it's a protest vote. I understand that. But I think we might, if it's Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I don't think there's enough of a contrast where I think a protest vote makes sense um at at that point and do you do you see a lot of that in this election people who never even thought of that you think coming into the fold just going throwing their hands up and 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 they're they're tired of it
8: yeah definitely i think the libertarian party i think they're probably going to do the best that they've done in decades in this election because it's funny hillary clinton and donald trump it seems like no one really likes them that much so I think people are going to go for a protest vote. I voted for Gary Johnson in 2012 because I didn't like Mitt Romney or Obama, but now I'm definitely going to vote for a third party because I can't stand any of the front runners.
3: If it was Rand Paul, would you have voted Republican?
8: Yeah, I would have voted for Rand Paul.
3: Okay, so even the next closest thing being Ted Cruz, why is that a no-go?
8: Um, I like Ted Cruz on some domestic policy issues, but when it comes to foreign policy, he kind of scares me. He said things like, "Let's make the sand glow in the Middle East," which is just like for me, I am a non-interventionist, so I'm like, "Oh, that's, I don't know, I don't know." Ugh.
3: So I guess my question, and I understand where you're coming from, and um, I'm more libertarian than than most conservatives. Um, I would lean more libertarian than conservative in a lot of ways. I just don't use a label because Bill Maher, fred Gutfeld, and Glenn Beck all at one point, I'm like, what, "What does a label mean?" So I just say conservative, and if people ask me to explain, um, What's the libertarian idea right now? How, how, would, how do you think a president should deal, for example, with ISIS, where we are?
8: It's such a hard question. I think that's why Rand Paul didn't do as well this election, because of the whole ISIS thing. Um, when you right. talk about non-interventionism, people think you're a pacifist. People think that you're completely anti-war, whereas right. I think that most libertarians, including myself, are not completely anti-war. Right. I think if there is a real threat from ISIS, especially if they they threaten to attack us, and if they do, I think that it, we should respond. I'm not completely like, oh, let them do whatever they want to do. Um, but it's definitely a hard question.
3: Do you, any, do you think any libertarians, because that's one thing, libertarians have just not had answers for that. And I think more people would look at them if they did. Is there anyone there who you think has a solid answer? If, if Rand Paul didn't do it, w- would it be Peterson? Would it be Johnson? Who answers that question? So people go, okay, I can take you seriously, Libertarian Party.
8: Oh, I, I honestly think that's one of our downfalls right now because uh. people are so scared of ISIS, all this fear-mongering. If you don't say, you know, we're going to go over and defeat ISIS, people think that you're weak on that issue. It's one of those really hard things. But you things. just said
3: fear-mongering, and I think that's kind of throwing... Yes. So then, okay, so then you need to kind of rationalize, why is it fear-mongering? That would mean that ISIS is, is not a threat. So again, that comes back to the question, how does a libertarian candidate say it's fear-mongering, why?
8: I don't think ISIS is as big of a threat as the news makes it out to be, okay. um, especially to us. Of course, in the Middle East, ISIS is a huge threat to those people, but I don't think they're as big as a threat to us as the news makes it out to be. But well, of course when you say that people just think, "Oh, you're just naive on the issue."
3: Yeah, I think I think some people would. Um, I, I can understand arguments on that. Side. I mean, I can understand certainly looking back and people saying, "Well, okay, Iraq didn't work out and that was a mistake and I can see arguments on both sides, provided they're honest, you know, provided they're not spreading falsehoods like there were no WMDs or something like that if they say Listen, there were WMDs, Saddam out is good, but I don't think we should have done it. Great. I'm on board with libertarians there. My question is always, okay, we're here now, you know, and, and that's the, that is, I think, an issue, like you said, is disconcerting if, if people aren't offering a, a viable solution to deal with it when, when people are, are sort of being burned alive in cages. I think there are two libertarians, and I think you've just sort of, which I'm grateful for, defined yourself as, there are libertarians who are going, okay, good enough is good enough. Like you said, Rand Paul, you would have voted for him. And uh, I think a lot of libertarians, like at the Libertarian Club when I was in college, you know, they're out of a movement if all of a sudden, right, the Libertarian candidate actually has a shot. So do you see the Libertarian movement kind of taking like a Tea Party approach of taking back the Republican Party, putting in people like Rand or like Justin Amash as a great representative in Michigan? Um, do you think that's 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 the approach or do you think go boom, full third party and separate and stay that way?
8: There are different sides to the Libertarian movement. I think there are people who believe in the Libertarian Party, they're gonna go that way. And then there's Libertarians who believe that taking over the Republican Party is the right way to go. I think a lot of Libertarians just kind of got fed up with the Republican Party after Ron Paul, after what they did to him and um, convention, all those rules, which are now backfiring against the establishment. So there's two different things. Well, I guess there's actually three different things. We also have the anarchists in the movement who want nothing to do with politics. So it's very interesting.
3: Yeah, those are the people who, if it's not not Rand Paul, they go to Bernie, the anarchists, a lot of them. So I I wouldn't put them in the same vein as someone who's as thoughtful as you. Why is that? Why did half of Ron Paul's people go Rand and half of them go Bernie? Uh, What is, it doesn't make, you couldn't get any more opposite from Ron Paul. I mean, I disagree with him on some things, I love him on some issues, but I don't understand how someone can rationalize that.
1: uh, uh, Am
8: I in the dark here? It seems like there are quite a few people in the whole Ron Paul movement, which I was a part of, were really just there because they were contrarians, they were anti-establishment, they just wanted to burn the system to the ground. And they feel that Bernie Sanders is the best person to do that. But also, I've noticed a lot of Ron Paul people going to Donald Trump.
3: That's, um, yeah. Even,
8: That's yeah, weird. even anarchists who supported Ron Paul are going to Donald Trump, which makes no sense to me.
3: Well, how do you, like someone like you, who, you know, whether someone disagrees with you or not, has been, has been consistent, you know, see something like the, the alt-right, which consisted of a lot of libertarians, and now they're they're sort of nationalist Trump supporters, populism. Um, What do you think when you're watching this election unfold and you see people who claimed your mantle now go on Trump?
8: Oh, I think there are good people who go to Donald Trump and they do it for the right reasons. Sure. But there's also, like you said, the alt-rights. And I've seen some libertarians go down this rabbit hole where... They're so against politically correct culture, which I'm against too. Sure. But they become so completely against it that that they become spiteful, and they go to the alt right. And that these people, those are really insane people. I mean, they have legit neo Nazis in there, which is not libertarian whatsoever. No. So it's really it's really scary to see. I, I wish we could just bring them back and just be like, okay, think about this. Be logical. Like, yeah.
3: I think it's just a lot of anger, and anger's not, you know, the right reason to vote. Um, Have you seen... Because you have someone like Ben Shapiro, who's conservative, but again, much more libertarian than people would realize if they actually look at what he believes. And, uh, you know, we've had him on the show, and obviously Milo... And they've sort of taken two different directions, and and Ben's been a target. Have you felt some of these people, like you just said, some of the, not all the alt-right, there are a lot of people who go there for the right reasons, have you felt the wrath of some of these people for remaining libertarian, and they're not happy with you?
8: Oh, yes, I get all kinds of hate on Twitter for it. Um, Gosh, they say all kinds of terrible things about me, that I'm naive for being a libertarian still, um, I'm politically correct, which is crazy to me that somebody would think I'm politically correct. Also, that I don't hate all immigrants, so I must, you know, be put part of this whole politically correct culture.
3: Well, that's another thing. There are two different kind of ideas on libertarianism, um, where some are much more uh, open to, I guess, not necessarily open, but more free borders. Um, and then there are some who think, no, it's a problem we really need to fix and take seriously. Where, where do you line up and which Candidate, I guess, because that's a big issue too. Like you said, the kind of weakness, ISIS, foreign policy for libertarians is not a good year for them to run. Immigration is a hot button issue. How should libertarians handle that in this election, or how do you see it?
8: Honestly, I I'm torn on immigration because we do have this huge welfare state, and people come here, and some people just want to get on the government dole. Right. Um, some immigrants do do that. Do do that, but at the same time there are some immigrants who come here who are very smart, very educated and come here for a better life and they do contribute to society. Um, for me, I think the biggest issue is, um, how bureaucratic the system is how many years it takes to become a legal citizen of this nation i've seen some of my friends go through that system and for me that's the biggest issue that people come here legally and they do they follow the law they're good people but it's just so hard to become a citizen
3: yeah i think i think you're right on that but my mother being a legal immigrant would would argue that it should be and no one is more frustrated with people who don't go through the process and don't learn the language than a lot of legal immigrants. So, um, yeah, I think there are two sides to that coin. Uh, And it's a reasoned argument. Speaking of which, we must go to a reasonable break for our evil corporate overlords. Hopefully we have some of that Koch brother money, but we will be back, dear listener, with token libertarian chick Julie Borowski. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
2: Greetings, humans. This is a Hopper takeover. The good news is I come in peace. All you have to do is send Hopper all your sardines and cheeses, and no one will be harmed. You have until the next commercial break to answer. Steven Crowder here. Hey, Jared, what are you doing? Ah, I'm just having trouble getting through this book.
3: That's because you can't read. I know! You should have used Freedom Project Academy. Freedom what? Yeah, Freedom Project Academy. Just go to fpeusa.org. It's a fully accredited private online school. No Common Core and absolutely no government funding whatsoever. All the classes are taught live online, kindergarten through high school, with real teachers based around the country. So through Freedom Project's classical curriculum, students master the basics like math, english, history, science, alongside some more commonly neglected courses like logic, You're not getting that in a lot of schools, economics, American studies, and Latin, all of which foster the long-lost art of critical thinking and create leaders for tomorrow. All classes are recorded to be viewed 24-7, and you can get your very own sneak peek of any class or professor at fpeusa.org. Open enrollment runs March through July, but classes always fill up fast. Now, do you have your GED equivalency, Jared? No, is that important? I think so. I mean, you might want to give them a call. That's Freedom Project Academy at fpeusa.org.
0: you a strange animal, i got to follow,
3: oh, I'm in the say. Glad to be back. Serious. Serious show. Serious guest. Clever guest. Smart lady. I don't know. That's, that's a microaggression. Right off the bat. Damn it, not gay, Jared. You're supposed to keep me in line. Ah, it's just too much to handle. YouTube channel, Julie Borowski, B O B-O-R-O- R O W W S K I. I keep wanting to say why. Uh, Julie, thanks for being back with us. Thanks. Okay, I know I have to go to this break. We have these commercials. Um, yeah, and the immigration issue, there, there are definitely two sorts of splits with with, with libertarians. Um, what? What, where do you, what about the two party system? Libertarians complain about that a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of the two party system. That's why I asked that kind of question before, uh, if they think about taking Republican Party swaths of the Republican Party or staying third party and you know remaining forever pretty ineffectual. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, and, and what's the sentiment right now in the, in the true libertarian community?
8: Like I said, there's two camps there. Um, I'm not against the Libertarian Party. I vote for the Libertarian Party a lot of the times. But I think probably taking over the Republican Party is a more effective strategy. Like yeah. you mentioned, Justin Amash, Thomas Massey, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, all very libertarian-leaning who are in the Republican Party, and they're doing good. Um, that I'm not trying to say, and people will all, always get on me and say, oh, Julie's trying to tell us what to do. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, that's the
3: problem um, with libertarians, especially if you yeah. have self-professed anarchists who then support Trump. They're just, don't tell me what to do, Julie. <laughs> um, but, you know, the problem is if you're a libertarian party, right, you never win. Um, I mean, the whole reason for the two-party system, I come from, I was raised in Canada, parliamentary system, right? The reason for the two-party system is to avoid the absolute crap show that you see right now in a primary right where someone who can't get above 35 percent of the vote can hijack a primary and win a nomination well that's what happens if ever you don't have a, a two-party system right you don't have someone who represents even close to a majority I mean we've had a prime ministers in canada elected with you know i want to say 35 percent so i I think a lot of libertarians and in college i certainly wouldn't include you there but a lot of my libertarian friends like the two-party system man well look at the primary right now that's what we want to avoid um so uh, uh, do you think a lot of do do people really think of that or, or are they just again angry are libertarians as angry as the trump and the bernie voters
8: I think third parties give people an alternative. Like you said, it's kind of a protest vote, right. saying that, you know, I don't like any of these two candidates, so I'm going to vote vote for this person. I think it's a good alternative. I'm not exactly a- opposed to it. I think the problem is that most people are opposed to third parties because they don't think they can win, so they don't vote for them. Right. I think that's the biggest struggle for the Libertarian Party, is that when you vote for Libertarians oftentimes people will accuse you of voting for the Democrat in the race. Um, in 2012, I got accused of voting for Obama I don't know how many times. So I think that's the biggest struggle. for the third Well, party a significant portion
3: of now. libertarians did. I was shocked to find my fr- a lot, some of my friends at Reason who voted for Obama. Shocked at that yeah, point. No. Um, and, I want, I, you know, some of them, I guess, they have a, they have a, a discrepancy as far as what, where the priorities are with social issues. And then, of course, there's some libertarians who, you know, just want to smoke a bunch of pot. Um, do, you, do you have to, uh, to pat people down at your, at your meetings to make sure they're not, uh, they're not bringing in the, uh, the wacky tabacky?
8: Um, actually, there's a lot of libertarians who don't smoke pot. Um, yes, I know, of course, but that's what they constantly talk about. Pot. The t-shirt's yeah, clearly yeah. said
3: I, there would be pot. The t-shirt's think, clearly said, yeah.
8: I think um, if we just legalize it, then we can just talk about other issues. Yeah, I don't think libertarians would. You know, I, and that's one
3: thing. A good example is Ted Cruz or myself. Uh, okay, here's one. People say, well, you're not libertarian on pot. States want to legalize pot? Go ahead. States want to vote and say no? Fine. Federal government should stay out of it. How is that okay, not reasonable?
8: but in your states, if it came up, marijuana legalization, how would you vote?
3: What does that have to do, again, with the view of a legitimate role of government? Two separate things.
8: I'm just asking your personal opinion. personal opinion,
1: you know, uh, well, I think we've seen
3: Colorado. It hasn't had the results that people claimed it would. Um, I I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I've never smoked pot. I'm uh, I'm open about that. Um, I don't begrudge people who do. I think, generally speaking, if someone's a fully grown adult and they're healthy, it's probably not that big of a deal. Uh, My main issue... And this is where, you know, again, libertarians, they should look at Ted Cruz as a state issue. Boom. Great. Instead, they focus on him saying, I'd vote against it in my state. It doesn't matter. Just like it doesn't matter if you think he's a crazy Christian. It doesn't matter if he's the guy who doesn't want the power that comes with the job. Right? Just like I could vote for an atheist if he's going, I just don't care. I don't want to be enforcing my beliefs in anyone. That's where I think a lot of libertarians get it wrong with Ted Cruz. Um, my issue is people vote. It needs to be honest. It's not medicine doesn't lower crime, kids are not being jailed for smoking a joint, that's not happening, our prisons are not overcrowded with people who are just single-time drug offenders, that's not the case. People say, hey, we want to vote, we want to get high, what we put in our bodies is our own business, and the state says, sure, I have no problem with it. Yeah,
8: I think all states should legalize it, though. Okay, but I they think... don't.
3: Is it okay, is that a libertarian viewpoint, for some pe- for states to have the right to say, no, we saw Colorado, we don't want it, in Texas, or I don't know, New Hampshire.
8: It's a libertarian position. That's a difficult one because some libertarians say it should be a state issue. States should decide. But also, you have to look at it from the individual's perspective. States can also take away your freedom. Um, so I think some libertarians will say that all states should legalize it.
3: Well, should states have the right to instate like, public schools?
8: Oh, gosh. Um, so
3: that's what I'm against the Federal Department of Education, right? Yeah. But I think cool. if the state of Michigan says we want public schools just like our parents had, they should have the right to do it. And if states yeah, say we don't want that's to, a state
8: issue. yeah,
3: so why not the same with, with drugs?
8: Because you have to look at it um, as an individual perspective. That's how kind of I view it. Um, but it's I the same in with the public schools.
3: They're right. still taking taxes. I'm saying both are the same issue. It's, yeah. if it's not enumerated in the, constitu- the powers of the Constitution. And I get so much flack for libertarians. I'm going, listen, if you don't think I'm an ally, no one is an ally the only ally is someone who's, who's saying smoke weed, it cures cancer in the comments section on YouTube. I think, so, I think yeah, so, states go to it, and you know what, you're probably on the winning side where more states will legalize it than not.
8: Yeah, I hope so, because I think it's an individual freedom issue. Also, it's going to save a lot of taxpayer dollars, and as you said, um, I think police officers are even coming around on this issue and saying, no, we have better things to do than bust teenagers for smoking marijuana.
3: Um... I certainly think they have better things to do. But can we go? We can go. Can we do a web extended version there? Because I think this is an interesting topic. Um, I think there's some interesting uh, information that's come out with with Colorado. uh, But I think we would agree on most of those things. So if you're listening terrestrially, a podcast, extended version, Julie Borowski, stay tuned.
7: I'm Matheson. In the wake of controversy regarding Ben Carson's recent statements as a surrogate for Donald Trump's campaign, we take you live to an exclusive
9: interview with our on-the-ground reporter, Jimmy. Jimmy! Thank you, Perry. Mr. Carson, having said that you would be never Trump if not for your children, you've been criticized as... Not a very loyal surrogate. What do you say to your critics? Well, to be fair, I don't think that's particularly accurate. I, in context, explain as to why I would be never Trump and and as to why I wouldn't be. Okay, I'm still not quite clear why is it. What's the context in which you would be never Trump? Well, I don't think he'd make a very good president. I think it's pretty simple.
3: And in what context is that appropriate for a surrogate to
1: say?
7: Listen, sometimes that don't give me a dick. We'll keep you up to date as this exclusive interview unfolds. For breaking news on Water with Crowder, I'm Barry Matheson. <laughs>
3: Glad to be back. Second hour, of course. Producing with me in studio as always is Jared, who is not gay. Follow him on Twitter at notgayjared. I fulfill my legal obligations. Draw your own conclusions. We're
6: good. We good. Follow me. Do lots of Not gay stuff there. Do lots of it. Lots we'll be reading some f-
3: tweets from at isjaredgay afterward. Is at isjaredgay. There are some people you should follow us on Twitter if you're not isjaredgay at isjaredgay. Some uh, some sleuths out there. Some uh, some some Hardy boys. You know what I mean. They're looking, at, they're looking into Not Gay
1: Jared's past.
10: Not funny, haha, funny, queer. That's
3: what mm-hmm. they're thinking. Okay, before we go, I want to go into a segment here uh, pretty soon. Two things. Not Gay Jared, I have this up on my screen, just got another text from the Fight for 15. So keep in mind we <laughs> talked about this in the first hour. At no point have any of the multiple forms of contact that Not Gay Jared has given them actually been alerted as to where or when the events take place. Correct. Correct. And now they're saying, What a day. We want to hear how yours went. Text us back with your favorite story. I'm it's going looking to be at the short text back. Bring it up right here. Bring it up. This is the thread of texts. At no point have they told anyone, anyone who signed up online, where or when it's happening. You can only know if you're a, a, a part of some double secret probation club. I have no idea. So again, keep, keep this in mind when people talk about it. This entire thing is a sham. Uh, also, really quick, we're going to have Super Mexican on, at the, 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 on the half hour there, and we're going to play Spot the Tranny, bring that game back. People yes. like the Spot, Spot, the, Spot tranny, the Tranny, which brings me, we want to talk about the, the, the bathroom laws. We have so much to get to this week, but uh, of course, the North Carolina, Mississippi, Brian Adams, Bruce Springsteen.
6: And Ringo Starr <laughs> Star have canceled their tours in North Carolina. Well, yeah, I think one of them, one of them was a uh, different state. One of them was Mississippi. Brian Adams was Mississippi. was Mississippi. For yeah, for the same sort of law or right. whatever. Yeah. And
3: the, the biggest losers are the other 49 states where they weren't canceled. Yes, exactly. Uh, of course, but not Egypt. Not Egypt. Or, or Dubai, places where people like Brian Adams play frequently, where they can throw you off a roof for frosted tips. So keep that in mind. And I know it's easy as low hanging fruit to point out the hypocrisy. I do want to we'll talk more about Springsteen and Brian Adams and why they suck so badly. The main thing with Brian Adams is every time I hear a Brian Adams song, they're not bad songs, but I'm thinking, oh, it just that would be a lot better if it weren't Brian Adams. He's the only artist where covers of his songs are better than the original songs. Mm-hmm. You want to hear someone mm-hmm. else do it. That's fair. You would rather hear Journey doing
6: yeah. a Brian Adams
3: song. Most anything, really. Yes. Uh, so but the main thing we'll come back to this the issue they say well it's anti-gay. The only thing is transsexuals want to use a bathroom without proving anything. A man with a penis puts on a dress thinks he has the right to use a bathroom. That's all it is. There is nothing else. There is nothing else. This is a protection where not only do they use that bathroom but businesses have the right to say no, you use you use the gender uh, that uh, that you are and Protects businesses, of course, from things like the, the business. Well, well, we'll get into that because there's so many businesses and examples and people say Whoa, well, why are you panicking? It has happened. So that's the entire thing Penis men's room. This is why people are canceling their tours. There is nothing more to it They try and say it's anti-gay and because they're trying to feather in the at-will state Which means I can fire not gay Jared because I don't like his face The fact that he happens to be not gay is incidental and it has nothing to do with this law Every state is an at-will state, and then they carve out exceptions. I don't like my face, so it would be completely reasonable. It would be entirely Entirely reasonable. reasonable. It would be expected. I I would expect you to. So that's what they're they're trying to tack on more. It's not. That's not what the bill is about. The at-will state is separate. But I want to get to something that's gone viral this week. BuzzFeed video was questions for black people. So we're going to do this live right now for those watching the live stream and listening. And then, of course, it will be up as a video. But BuzzFeed put out this video, questions for black people, of course, entirely black people, uh, based, of course, on stereotyping black people in, in, in pigeonholing them, and then bitching about how you're stereotyping and pigeoning them, uh, pigeonholing them. So, yes, I know that I'm white, but I'm going to answer these questions not as a black person, not as a white person, not as someone with a penis or lack thereof, but using logic. Let's go through the video. If my dad is on a fleet. Did we just mess this up? I didn't hear it. Alright, are you queued up there, Nakajir? Yep,
6: yep. Alright, let's go to the video. Why is it a problem? Uh, let's see. This is not going to work? This is not going to work. This may not work. This may not work? This what happened? Uh, what happened was we had no time to test this. That's 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 the problem. So
3: it's not going to work, the
6: clips? It may not work. The clips may not work. Okay, does that mean no? That yeah, means get, you
3: want me to move get, on? Get, yeah, get back to me. Okay, get, get back, back to me. me. <laughs> Alright.
2: Your punishment must be master
3: but we will get back to that. So, okay, let me, let, let me take that time then uh, with the transsexual, the tranny bathroom issue. It, that's as simple as it is. It has nothing to do with the at-will state uh, being fired at will. Gay people are not being targeted and being fired. Now, why are states at-will states? Because they want to avoid the exact kind of frivolous lawsuits that are now occurring when men with penises try and use a lady's restroom. Guess what? That's expensive mine- for businesses. They're trying to avoid that. That's why it's an at-will state. Two separate issues. But they want to say, look, they can fire gay people at will. They can fire black people at will. They can fire white people at will. They can fire men, women. They don't have to give you a reason. That's what at will means. It has nothing to do with tallywhackers in the ladies' room. When it comes down to this issue, of course, people talk about religious protection. Remember remember when the LGBTQAAIP and a silent F, they said, listen, we don't care about your churches. You do your own thing. We just want our own civil rights. Well, civil unions weren't enough. Gay marriage, Supreme Court ruling, it's not enough. Bathrooms, not enough. Gender-neutral bathrooms, not enough. That's still hate speech. Just saying, listen, we don't want to do the complications, so here, men's room, women's room, and let's create a gender-neutral bathroom. That's not enough. Still hate speech. Saying, okay, you have the right to get married, you're recognized in the state, it's entirely the same as straight marriage, but if a bed and breakfast uh, doesn't want to host your wedding, they have the right to, that's not enough. Listen, yeah, of course, in the eyes of the law, you are totally married, but we can't force a bakery to be involved with your wedding. Not enough. Bakeries, pizzerias, bed and breakfasts, landlords, all have either faced lawsuits or been shut down. And they said it wasn't going to affect any of you, they weren't going to come for the churches. Well, now, guess what they're protesting? Protection for churches and businesses. That's their problem. There there are so many stops on this logic bus where you could have ding gotten off and there could have been some logical compromises. That's not what they want. That's not what the LGBTQ AI number 2 squared wants. It will never be enough and once this happens in the bathroom if there's a Supreme Court uh, ruling denying basic biology, they'll move on to something else. Maybe like salon.com with pedophilia. And people say you're you're no, go to salon.com. They wrote several articles, I'm a pedophile, but I'm not a monster. No, you are a pedophile, and you're a monster. This is mainstream leftism. We're not talking fringe sites. Okay? This is where we are. And one thing I do want to talk about, it's also it's not necessarily about predators, because you can't argue that, namely because we haven't studied, hey, guys with dongs going into women's rooms in the United States, does that result in more sexual assault? We don't know. Understanding the sexually predatorial nature of men, I would guess so. But let's not even argue that you don't even need to. The overwhelming majority of women are wildly uncomfortable and feel very exposed when people walking, when men walking in there use the restroom. There are incredibly, an overwhelming amount of men with daughters are wildly uncomfortable with their daughters being in a restroom with men. If you want to talk about rape culture, we don't even need to get to sexual assault, right? If a guy looks at you wrong on, Col- on a campus at Columbia, it's rape culture. But tossing a guy in the ladies' room with six-year-old girls, no, that's not a problem. What's wrong? What's the matter with you? What are you saying they're going to do? I don't know. I probably wouldn't be super uncomfortable if, some, if some, uh, some you know, Caitlyn Jenner-like sprite waltzed on into the men's room. I probably wouldn't care. But you know what? I think my wife would if someone like me in a wig walked in. I think she'd be uncomfortable.
6: Be Very
3: uncomfortable. And I don't think it'd be a safe atmosphere. I don't. Why should we completely, just absolutely run roughshod over the rights of 99.999-whatever percent of Americans for the rights of a very, very small percentage? Not the rights, the wants. They're not rights, they're not needs. By the way, you don't have the right to use whatever bathroom you That's not a right. Certainly not in a private business. I walk into, if I walk into a, by the way, subways never have bathrooms. Subways? They
6: never have bathrooms. You need the employee key. The whole thing smells like a bathroom. The whole it, thing smells it like a sta- bathroom. And it stays with you for, like, days. Oh, my gosh, how it's far worse. Subway has fallen. Ugh. But
3: they're businesses all the time. No, you can't use the bathroom unless you buy something. They can't do that with Bob, who calls himself Bess. That's an ACLU phone call waiting to happen. You, you, sir, you, sir, no bathroom, not, not a paying customer, no bathroom. Oh, you, you with the dick in your dress. Come on, right in! Come on, right in! Videotape. I know it's illegal, but make sure everybody knows I'm tolerant, right? The dude with the dog in the dress is coming in. I let him in. You sir, not so fast. You have to buy energy drinks, some Tic Tacs, or something. You, you scary, your beautiful teleworker
2: right on there into the ladies' room. Let everybody know. At this gas station, we tolerate the LGBTQ A A I P. Do I have that right? I forgot an A.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry. Take for free. Don't call the ACLU. That's what's going to happen. How many of you, tweet me, how many of you out there at S. Crowder have been denied using a bathroom in a private place? They've always had that right. Now we've just tacked on absurdity. This is the A A I P bully pulpit. It's not even a majority of gay people. There have got to be tons of gay people out there who are going, they say anti-gay law. This has nothing to do with me. Okay? Don't lump me in with the highest suicide rate in the industrialized world, higher than Holocaust victims and American slaves and schizophrenics because they can't accept their basic biology because I have a different preference of friction. It's not the same thing, but they're piggybacking on it. Not to create that visual, but I just created that visual. We have to go pretty soon. We're going to take some calls, right?
6: Yep. yep, We have a bunch of calls
3: this week, and uh, okay, your calls after the break. Get it right. LGBTQAAIP is the real thing. We're serious here. Stay tuned.
1: And now for Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games, brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera. Okay, right here, I'm going
0: to go No,
1: okay, frankly, no Jenga. Look at this piece I have, okay? It's, it's, a, it's not even symmetrical. Okay, what is this? Why a piece like this? It's not even a symmetrical piece for Jacob. Okay, of course it's not. You're changing the rules. You're changing the pieces after we started the game. Okay, I want to I look back at this and find out which one of you is putting in the asymmetrical. I am going to do, okay, such brutal things to whoever is putting asymmetrical pieces in Jacob. Okay? Okay? I'm going to do such. You're never going to believe it. Whoever. Stay tuned for more. Donald Trump plays family board games. Brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera.
3: Hey, if you're listening to or watching this podcast, there's a strong chance that you are not yet following me on Twitter at crowder. Where I'm tweeting all day long. I'm ticking off the social justice warriors. You should see the amount of hate I get on there. Far, far, far worse than any fat Sports Illustrated model or Black Lives Matter charlatan. So listen, it's free. You get to be entertained and you can chime in. Also, if you're following me on Twitter, you can send me your tweets and maybe you'll be lucky enough. And I mean lucky enough because I have a lot of followers, okay, that they call me the follower machine to have your tweet to me, or not Gay Jared, included in our rockinest tweet of the week. So follow me on Twitter, at S. Crowder. If not, I I don't want to say I have sights on your mother, but oh, she's dead? You're just saying that because I made a mom joke. No, she's really dead? Well, you kind of walked into it. to be back. Uh, a good time in the studio live stream uh, today, and I usually don't like to do this because I hate it when, when when hosts just pump pump the phone lines and it can get kind of lazy. Who wants to hear? No,
6: but what? What, what what? Uh, Johnny, Johnny from Jacksonville, from Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Nothing Shh. good goes on down there. Nothing. I don't.
3: We, we have actually a lot of listeners. This has started off to a weird start, anyway. But today we do want to open the phone lines and um, you know, hear what's on your mind. So. Naki we have somebody on the line. Yeah, it's
6: uh, Sam, and I don't think he said where he's from. But, okay, uh, so Sam, Sam, if
4: you're there
3: on line one, you are getting louder with Crowder, sir.
4: Hey, uh, Stephen, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you know, uh, I appreciate you opening the airwaves to the common folk. Uh,
3: thank you, I appreciate it. Um, Sam, what's on your mind today?
4: Well, you know, I wanted to see, you know, your opinion on what you thought about this Donald Trump winning all the primaries.
3: Well, that's kind of a loaded question. He hasn't won all of the primaries, and um, he's certainly not winning all of the delegates. I get that the Trump people are upset about it, but these are the rules, and uh, he's been organized poorly. So, I-, I guess I don't know what your what your questions. He hasn't won all the primaries, and there's a strong chance he doesn't get the nomination. That's what I think.
4: Well, we'll see. There, see there. You're clearly coming from a certain place, okay? Um, okay. Well, what do you like mean?
3: What do you mean? I'm coming from a certain place.
4: Well, you clearly don't like the guy, okay? Now, what I want to know is, like, you know, he's got that comb over, you know, and it, and when it blows over in the wind, you know, his head looks exactly like a which is what uh, you suck all day long.
3: Okay, that's not, that's not necessary. That's if you're gonna, if we're gonna keep you on the line, you're gonna have to keep it simple. I don't want Nakay Jared to have his his work cut out from with the sensor button, okay?
4: I'm just saying. I think you would like the guy since you like.
3: suck. Okay, come on, come on. Seriously, let's let's. You got one last shot. Do you have anything to say that's productive to add to the conversation?
4: Well, yeah, you're a sucking. You're no, an
1: ass. F- Chair. You're supposed to pitch scream. Pitch. To that's
3: that's why we don't take phone calls. That's why we don't take phone calls. When we have other people on the line, when when are we gonna to go to Donnie in Chicago? Uh,
6: I think uh, a couple of segments coming up.
3: Okay, just be calling in. Um, we did get some tweets. People asking me, okay, we wanted to t- they wanted us to talk about the Trump issue going on right now this week with Michelle Fields. So we're going to have Ed Morrissey on, who's who's more of a policy wonk. Listen, we had Ben Shapiro on. I try to be fair in that situation. It really comes down to, do you believe that you should grab a reporter or not? Doesn't look like Lewandowski is going to be charged. Um, so there we are. You know, I, does that mean there's justice? No. Any of the many, many dozens of people who tried to file police reports at the Lansing Right to Work protest when their tent was cut down and were told that they were unable will tell you it mm-hmm. justice isn't always served. But, listen, you have to be fair. If you're going to go that route with the law, you see the ride. You bought the ticket, and there you are. You, can, you that's that, Those are the results. So they're not going to charge him. They did say he did grab her, and uh, it, it, it. I don't have the exact wording in front of me. Didn't seem like it was too big of a. They, it didn't seem like they were too fond of it. But they said, you know, an apology would have ended this whole legal procedure.
6: Yeah. Imagine, imagine that. But that's that's kind of a grown up thing.
3: Right. An for apology. the Trump camp. So that's where we are with that. I don't really have any more opinions on that. She she apparently Michelle Fields is filing a, a, a perhaps a defamation suit, and I know they threatened so she doesn't want to do that because they'll dig through her past. So I don't know. What am I going to speculate about at this point? If it were me, I wouldn't go with a defamation suit at this point. I, I, I would move on.
6: Yeah, I think I think it, there's only so much mud you could drag people through and it doesn't really benefit anybody. I don't know, like it what do you get out of it? Right. ruin career for everybody? Well, I
3: think what happened is uh-huh. it, it happened. It was shocking. That's not the way you typically treat reporters. I think it was yeah. genuine, the reaction. I don't think someone went in there looking to get this. People are trying to destroy this woman's career. Like I said with Ben, listen, either you think it's okay to grab reporters or not. Um, as the level of which, then then it's just a bunch of arguing over well, how severe was it. It, it wasn't very severe. And as someone who has been violently assaulted, uh, as someone who has family members who have been very violently assaulted. I, I don't like belittling it, but if that were my wife, and Lewandowski and I were alone, we have some words. Yep. One thing, it doesn't yep, change yep, the yep. fact. Listen, okay. You want me to? I, I can't speculate because the law happened, right? You have to accept that sometimes, okay. You may not like it, but you have to accept it. I, I hope I'm being consistent here, because I know the Trump people will, will, will uh, either way, no, no doubt be mad. And I'm hoping people on the other side understand, listen, you filed, you tried to file the charges, was justice served, maybe not, but this is where we are. If they do a defamation suit, we'll keep you posted. Doesn't change the fact that Corey Lewandowski's a punk. Doesn't change the fact that every single time he grabs someone, it's when they're looking away. I think it's very telling. You know, when that pro, when the protesters are at the rally, right, the guy's looking at him, Lewandowski had nothing to say, nothing to do, and then he turns around around and it's a yanking of the collar yeah any guy who's been in the arena any guy who's wrestled in high school any any person who's ever been a combat or physical contact sport athlete knows that's a guy who wants out knows that's a guy who doesn't want to take and same thing grabbing a girl when always from behind always coming up from behind that's my personal opinion but you know i'm not a lawyer okay so uh i I don't think we have a bunch uh, to talk about that here's something People are talking about this. We'll talk with Ed Morrissey about this, okay? Ted Cruz is doing really well with the delegates, right? He's cleaning up delegates. Um, And Trump is now complaining. I think it's just because
6: he understands how it works. He (laughs) understands how
3: it works. Someone can correct me, and Ed Morrissey no doubt will. He knows this as well as anybody, and that's why we're having him on. The rules have been out there since August, and not a one has changed. None of them have changed. You may not like the rules. But these are the rules. Something else. People are saying, oh, it's, it's, the, the, it's not about the popular vote. It's not representative of the popular vote. Well, you know who benefits the most from that right now? Donald Trump. I read this over here. We have it from uh, from Ricochet. Great site. More wonky than me, but I read them every day. Um, so, so far, Donald Trump has drawn 37% of the primary votes total. That's his ceiling. But he's won 45% of the delegates. So, why are you complaining now? Like, uh, uh, for example, he only won 45% of Florida, gets away with all 99 delegates. So, actually, if you look proportionally, Donald Trump proportionally has far more delegates than even the lead that he has. And of course, we know now that that switched, where he's mm-hmm. behind Ted Cruz in the national polls. Yep. Now, I'm not, listen, the system is the way, I'm not saying it's a flawless system, but you can't complain when it, benef- when it benefits the other guy. And then remain silent when it benefits you. Where was Trump when he was saying we shouldn't do winner take all? He's still banking on winner take all in New York. The rules have not changed. You saw the ride, you bought a ticket. What are we coming back with? More calls? Super Mexican. Ah, Super Mexican coming up.
7: This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Harry Matheson. In the wake of controversy regarding Ben Carson's recent statements as a surrogate for Donald Trump's campaign, we take you live to an exclusive interview with our on-the-ground reporter, Jimmy. Jimmy! Dr. Ben Carson, I don't think you're fully
9: aware of the role of a surrogate. You're not supposed to say these things about the person you're representing. Respectfully, no, that's not true. And that's the kind of mindset that has Americans tired of politics in general. Americans are tired of their surrogates not trashing the candidates for whom they work. I don't like him. I don't like Donald Trump. But I have to support him because this is my job. You're the worst surrogate ever, you realize that. You're kind of a We'll keep you up to date as this
7: exclusive interview unfolds. For breaking news on Waller with Crowder, I'm Barry Matheson. I'm
3: All right, uh, our next guest will remain silent because we actually have intro music for him. I just realized I was behind on Twitter, and so I had to let everyone know that he was coming on. Yeah, he has a fan base. He is. He's a great guy. Um, So uh, as long as the board is ready, let's go to our super racist intro because when you hear this...
1: I am singing at the party. I am singing. It's my turn to sing at the party. party.
3: That means it's super Mexican from Rightscoop.com. El Super, are you there with us?
10: Well, how are you doing?
3: I am doing well. Okay, well, so people know that's not how you
10: speak. I know. Well, it worked the first time, but I guess it's not going to work again. Well, so.
3: we don't want to risk it. You know, if someone out there who, you know, th- we have people who dissect everything and they'll be like, they'll claim you're like a Joey Tribbiani. Like, that is the worst Mexican accent from a Mexican ever.
10: Our fans are brutal. <laughs> this is this is actually happening to me right now this is amazing you're, you're gonna enjoy this is that uh this is what i do whenever i call into a radio show is that you know as a joke i start off with this like really bad mexican accent like hello how are you doing and then the like you, you i don't tell the host that i'm doing this so they freak out they're like oh my god is that how i was actually going a talk oh no and then you know a, 10 seconds later i'm like i'm just kidding this you know that's not what i sound like well anyway that means they're racist story. This is true. I do this for my podcast. I do this for everything right and uh, and there's these people out there who think that they don't understand that it 's a joke, and so they think that i 'm a fake Mexican because you know i have a – I use a fake accent at first, and then I talk in my regular voice. well what is it's your incredible. background incredible uh, but well, I was born in california oh, okay. uh, which is the, uh, which is the northernmost point of mexico right and uh, <laughs> Both of my parents are, are, are from Mexico. Oh, okay, uh, but I was I was born here. So yeah, you know I'm I'm you know I'm American, but I'm from uh, I've, of Mexican descent.
3: Are your parents short?
10: I am taller than both of my parents. And I am. I knew it. T- so yeah, yeah,
3: so, yeah. I was I felt I was safe. With those Vegas betting odds, yeah, yeah we're
10: good, out right there. <laughs> Mexico, um, yeah. So I, I, really apologize, but I apparently I don't have enough melanin in my voice. Like I need to work on that. So I, you know, I'll try to. It's,
3: yeah, you do need to work on it. And listen, I mean, I, I don't want to, to Mexican shame you, but it, you know, I, I'd I'd feel satisfied <laughs> if you Mexican shamed yourself. You have had a busy week, so. Uh-huh. Roger Stone, for those who don't know, former Trump act a, a, active at what do you call him? Former Trump operative. He doesn't work with him anymore. They're I think he was a,
6: the campaign manager or something campaign. Like, or
3: advisor or super strategist. Magic. What was the official title? Do you know?
10: Well, he was like his aide. Uh, he's a longtime friend. He's known sure. him for many many years. And uh, and right right when he uh, when Trump began his presidential campaign, he, he was fired all of a sudden. And ever since then, he's become this. Trump operative, and you know they, they have the they have the ability to to say well he's not a part of the campaign but everything anytime something really shady happens around Trump Roger Stone is there so
3: yeah well, uh, well I wanted to talk about that because the rightscoop uh, is is not a pro Trump site you're you're one of the few and you know the problem is we've invited plenty of people on from and they just won't do it they won't argue said, on yeah. the show publicly many people out there surrogates have all been invited don't want to do it, people who are big advocates, some of them whom are friends of mine, they said, well, this is a behind-the-scenes thing. Um, so it's hard. It's not like, I mean, listen, we've had, we've had communists on and terrorists who want me dead. So if, if people out there who are legitimate sites, not if you have 100 followers, want, want to make the case, you're, you're more than welcome to. Um, but Roger Stone was saying he was going to post addresses. And a lot of people thought that wasn't poor taste. And you were calling him out a lot. And then he, he directly tweeted you, right?
10: Yeah, it was a very nondescript thing. You know, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but it is kind of weird because uh, what he tweeted was basically we've been going after him because, at least to us, it's the most obvious thing in the world, right? You fire this guy. He actually ran the dirty tricks uh, political wing of Nixon's campaign way mm-hmm. back in the day. So, All of a sudden, you know, he's calling for riots and protests. He's giving out addresses of people's names who are delegates, who are anti-Trump delegates. And so uh, this is the clearest thing in the world to us. I don't know why other people aren't covering it. Well, people got mad at us
3: and they said, well, you didn't talk about later in the interview where he said peaceful. He said, it's like, okay, he said day of rage and he was going to (laughs) post addresses. Listen, I don't like... Uh, Bernie Sanders, okay? I'm never going to post Bernie's address or people who support him and say, let's start a day of rage. I would hope that we could both agree
6: on that, Super there's, there's a you, know that you, right. can, you can peacefully rage, apparently. You Maybe can peacefully rage. Peacefully, you're just like... Rage doesn't mean oh, what you thought it meant. I'm, I'm kind of angry.
10: <laughs>
3: rage means peace. Penis means <laughs> vagina. Sorry, El Super. There you go. That's um, how it goes. So, have you had anything behind the scenes as well? or just Or no?
10: Not... Yeah, yeah, but he, he. So what he did is, uh, is he sent this little tweet, and and we really go hard on him because he really does seem like kind of a scummy guy, and so you know I rail on him. I just say this is uh, Trump's lackey, and he's kind of a scumbag, and and so I, there was one of the headlines, and he responded. He just says, you know, I love you too. Uh, I thought that's really odd, and and to me, had you, know, you directly
3: from- at replied him, or was he just uh the subject of the article?
10: I think he, yeah, he was monitoring, you know, okay. uh, articles about him. And uh, so I, I think, you know, it was kind of a heads up, like, hey, you know, we're watching you. Uh, right. <laughs> which is not something you want to hear from a psycho like him who has billionaire backing, you know. Well, no, but,
3: no, no, don't you hear? He stands up against the billionaires. This is true. He right. stands up against the establishment by posting addresses to people who were elected by their neighbors uh, on a day of rage. The peaceful day of rage, I'll Super.
10: Exactly right. Well, that's because you know uh, we're taking away their vote, so that right. that's why we deserve to be hunted down with uh, pitchforks and torches. But no, it's it's completely absurd. And and the, see, this is the thing that kills me is, is an, and I'm sure you get the same thing is that all of these troglodytes, like these illiterate morons, and like we said last time we were talking about. That's not all of whoa, them. Whoa, you know, there's,
5: what there's is some, your problem, insensitive <laughs> <You're an> <laughs> asshole?
10: Continue. <laughs> you know, they're not. There's some decent. Trump people. That's fine. But the, the loudest ones are, are real, you know, creeds. Sure. And they come after me, and I'm sure you've gotten this too, where they say that I'm an establishment chill and that the GOP, you know, conjured me up and that I've, uh, I'm have i a product of the establishment. And I'm I, like, that's insane. Like, I've been speaking about, out against the establishment for years now. But all of a sudden, if you're not on the Trump train— You were the enemy. Well, Donald Trump wants it both ways.
3: And he says, "No." well, nobody likes, frankly, nobody likes Ted Cruz. None of these politicians like him. They like me. And then he says, he's the one who's going to fight the politicians. And there's no track record of it. Yeah, you know what? And that's one thing that bothers me. I like him. But a lot of these, a lot of these hosts. Listen, I'll say it. You know, Mark Levin. You guys have support. Has been really good about this, and you can hear the frustration in his voice. But Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and some of these people oh, on yeah. Fox News, when they set it up as though Trump, but the establishment, they never say Trump, and you know what? And and strong Tea Party conservatives who don't like him. They, it's 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 a sleight of hand, and and I know that they know better. So for some yeah. of these big names to simply paint it as though Trump and establishment. I don't know about you, but that seems to me like someone who's hanging on to a listenership and a dying medium and not being entirely forthright. Am I out of line?
10: Uh, I think uh, I think that's true. I mean, I think that's kind of what Trump represents. You know, um, it, it's really weird because Trump represents so much of the criticisms that liberals have been making against conservatives. And he just fulfills them. You know what I mean? So his supporters are, you know, they're older. They're uh, they actually don't care about conservative principles. They're j- very pragmatic. Um, they, they just, you know, they I don't think they're pragmatic.
3: Off. I think they're selfish. I don't think. That the wall idea okay. and making Mexico pay... I understand where you're coming from, but I think that mm. gives a lot of these people too much credit. You know, I don't think it's pragmatic when there's no actual, like, economic solution. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I want no free trade. How? He's going to negotiate a good deal. Oh sure, I don't think yeah. that's. But you know, uh, but I understand what you were saying.
10: Yeah, it's a, it's a, Yeah, no, you're right. That's not exactly the word for it. I, I, it's, it's. Uh, yeah, we have this strain in America that, and and uh, a lot of people have talked about it. Is that we just want problems solved. We're very impatient. Like if there's a problem, just solve it. And I think, you know, proper rational philosophical conservatism says, hey, sometimes there are just problems that we need to wrestle with and they're not specifically solvable. In fact, you know, one of my heroes is Thomas Sowell. I think one of the the epitome of conservative thought is this quote from him, which I think is utterly brilliant brilliant, and he says, There are no solutions, there are only trade offs. I, I like I, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm like uh, Chris Matthews when I say it. I like get tingly about it because I think that sums up conservative thought. Like if somebody is selling you a solution like we should just do exactly. this and it's going to solve something it's like you're full of it any it, every time that you have power and it's collected at the top and they're going to make a a, a huge deci- decision there's going to be people who uh, are negatively affected by it and there's going to be people who are positively affected well, pe- by it and yeah. if somebody is telling you from the left or the right that they have this absolute solution that's going to fix everything they're usually lying well
3: that's antithetical to everything people railed against with obama right like if pe- people say the number one well it's immigration. I'm a single-issue voter. You know, if you're going to be a single-issue voter, it should be about the disproportionate amount of power. In the last eight years, you could argue, in the last 16 years, George Bush did it too, that has been given to the executive office. Schoolhouse Rock, three branches of government. We're not in balance anymore. If you want to talk about the key issue, that's the key issue, right? And so you want the guy who doesn't really want the job. Sometimes you want the guy where they go, hey, I'm poor. Hey, I lost my job. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you know. That sucks. Can't help you. Sometimes that's what's what's what needed.
10: That's exactly right. Yeah. Um and, and there's too many people who, you know, what I I, I was really shocked by this. I, mean, I thought that we were the rational party that that kind of understood that not everything has a solution and you can make things better or you can make things worse, but you can't positively completely solve everything. And Trump comes on, on the scene and is like, I am going to wave my, you know, magic wand and I'm going to fix everything. And these people are falling for it. And you look at them and you're like, wow, like you sound like a Democrat. That's what Democrats do. They think that you can solve that. You can wave this magic big government wand and, and solve everything. And that's, that's just, that's not us. But have you noticed something there because you,
3: you started off and we were kind of in the same boat where we always made fun of Trump because he's comedy gold. But we were like, listen, I understand the value in sort of shattering political correctness. And I think oh, yeah. we were on the same page there. Let's see what happens. And then we realized he was never going to espouse things that we believed in. We went, like, okay, well, here we are. And there was a transition. And have you noticed this? I have no problem with people, like you said, you say, listen, I don't care about any of those things anymore. I just want a wall. Or you know what? I just want to do away with free trade. <laughs> right. I'm fine with those people. You yeah, have those people. And then you have some people who had to do a lot of mental gymnastics, sort of the Christian oh, Tea yeah. Party conservatives, and or even just con- the Ron Paul sort of libertarian conservatives. And yeah. I feel like you're seeing some of those people now go, oh, okay, this isn't what I thought. Have you noticed that?
10: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I, I think uh, you know, even early on, Ron Paul himself. Uh, said that he wasn't gonna endorse anybody because nobody was uh, was really espousing the views of libertarianism, and, and I think I'm seeing a little more of those people come around because they're uh, with, with I, I'm you know I don't throw myself in with that crowd uh, completely, but I do agree with them on a lot of things. At least right. they're principled. They have they they're very principled about these things. Probably, uh, you know, to to an extreme, like that's the fault is that they're overly principled on a few things and they want to jettison everything else out, having sure. to do with social conservatism and things like that. But in any case, they are actually – very principled, and I think what they're seeing is that you know this guy is 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 uh, the the like you said the antithesis of what they. I think they first they del- thought
3: we have to go to a break soon. I think, and we can talk about it. We'll come back. You're playing spot the tranny, right?
10: Oh yeah, Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely.
3: great. Yeah, you know we'll, we'll all lose our jobs. Um, I think they <laughs> thought, hey, libertarians, they were pulled between ah, destroying the two party system, but then they right. realized this could be actually worse than the Rhinos. So I understand they were tired of Republicans, like we all were, and then there was another fork where, okay, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump are not the typical Republicans, and now there's another choice. All right, Super Mexican, we'll come back. Your favorite game, Spot the Tranny. Yes, tons of hate speech ahead. Stay tuned.
2: Greetings, humans. This is another Hopper takeover. Um, your package seems to have been lost in the mail, as I still do not have all the cheeses. But Hopper is willing to overlook this mistake and forgive, provided they are sent promptly to Hopper's P.O. box by the next commercial break. I come in peace. But only if I has all the cheeses. Otherwise, I will be forced to roll on the couch. The downstairs couch where I am not allowed to go. And I usually do not go. But you will force my hand in this situation. I don't want to do it. All you have to do is send all the cheeses. Follow my instructions and no couches will get dirty.
1: What are you doing? Shoot bad guys. With what? AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. Kapoor. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR-15.com. They have AR-15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kapoor. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR-15. From where?
6: AR-15.com. That's
1: the best place to go and that's the takeaway because this commercial's about to stop. When it's time to party, we will
0: party hard.
3: Alright, we are back with Super Mexican at Super Mexican spelled with two O's. Are you with us, sir? Yes. Okay, you are with us. And uh have you ever seen this game before? Are you aware of the rules?
10: I don't think I have.
3: Okay, so let me set it up for you. We've played it with we've we, we played it a few times. We played it last time, most recently with Gavin McGinnis. So I have said that I have a, a tranny dar, and have not been fooled yet. it is very easy to determine. This is my argument, and so Not Gay Jared, my producer, sets up pictures, and we, we play it. You and I can compete here to see, and I'm the reigning champion. Yep. We're going to see a picture, and we're going to, you, simple, is it, is it a, a, a transgender, or is that a real male or woman? And uh, then we're going to tally up the score. Any questions?
10: All right, I think I got it.
3: And you're comfortable. You're not it's okay, we don't expect you to be. Um, yeah, I don't
10: I don't think you can be. If you're comfortable with this game, there's something wrong with you. So Well,
3: you're on louder with Crowder. Jared, let's go to
2: And now live from Transylvania, it's time to play
0: Spot Smiley. Z
6: We have high production values here. L Super. Uh, Jared, let's get the game started. We are going. Okay, ready for number one? This is for you, Steven. This is for me. Okay, I'm going to give you three seconds here. Tell me, tranny or not a tranny? Here we go.
3: Oh, okay. I'm going to say I'm not a tranny with that. I'm going to say that's a woman. Do we ask Super, too, or is it just me?
6: It's just you. It's just you. What do
3: you think? think? I think that's a woman.
0: It's not Uh, tranny. Okay.
3: Wow,
10: Uh, I would have gone with that, too. That's the first time ever.
6: Which that's will from the record. That's first. All right. All right, and here we go for Super. This one's for you. This one's for you. All right.
10: There you go. <laughs> Look at that one there. That's rough. That's rough. I think, I think that's uh, actually Steven Crowder, so I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with a guy. That's a guy.
4: This is hate speed.
6: We try and avoid that We try the to avoid that. You, oh, you can't judge right. by, oh, it's not fair. That's oh, not fair okay if you judge okay. by. Uh,
0: Pardon
10: my French, but you're an a
3: I hope I'm myself. clear that, super Mexican. That I get was that a fair. Lot. That was wow. fair. Hold. Oh. Okay. We have one more for All me. All right, Steven, This is, uh, two, two more. more okay. okay, okay here we go. 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 Boom.
6: What is it? What is it? What is that it?
3: is that is a tr- that's a trans. You think so?
6: Yes. You think so? Let's get the answer.
10: It's a tranny.
6: You're right. Okay. You good call. All right. Okay. Super. Back to you. Ready?
10: Wow. These are rougher than These I thought. These are rough. They're not easy. Not easy. All right. Here you go. Because I've seen some in my day. Oh.
3: Be honest now. Nothing. Not, nothing. Let's not revert to the Mexican accent. We need you to be honest because we have to tally up the scores. I'm
10: very scared right now. I'm very scared right now, Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Tranny on that one. You're going to get sued. Oh,
6: and we're oh, no, going just, to. You going
10: to take Super. all tacos. Okay,
6: right, Super. This is not good. You're not playing nicely on the program. This is not good. It's not good. All right, all right Steve, and last one for you. Ready? Okay. You ready for it? What's you ready? the score? Ready? Super's ready? up ready? by one by one, but ready? he's got a lawsuit. So I yeah, so okay. right. boom. What do you think? What do you think? Oh come on! No, what do you think?
3: no, that's a woman. That's got to be a woman, or my. I... It's
6: a tranny. It's what a tranny? No chance.
3: Tranny model. My hot Not streak has joking. come to an end. Is your
6: wiener confused? I don't. Is it thoroughly confused? My whole body's confused. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right, okay, let's go. One. Come on, don't last give me. You're giving one. all the easy one. last ones last to one. last Super. One. I would argue. No, 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 no here. last one, Super. Ready? Here we go. Boom.
10: Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough Buzz one. Buzz your girlfriend. What? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Uh, unfortunately, I think I dated that thing. Uh, <laughs> I,
3: uh... Is this more acceptable in uh, uh, Mexico slash California?
10: I, know. maybe in California. I don't know about uh, about Mexico. No, I'm going to go with um, not a guy. So, the- I'm going to call the ACLU. No, no, no. You
7: have,
3: gosh. Super Trev. Okay, Super Trav. Oh, no, it's <laughs> L Super.
10: No, that's not yeah, good. Not,
6: that's not Super Trev. Super no. Mexican. Okay, what's the score? So Super Mexican wins. He wins. He wins. I was, I'm surprised. Ooh. I mean, he's sued out of his mind. I mean, he's he's what? got nothing left. Here's the thing. Super, if you won,
3: took it. you have to come back to defend your title. So I don't know if you want this kind of
10: heat. Uh, I say, uh, I say bring it. Okay. Yeah. I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. He wants it. All
6: right. That was... Live from Transylvania,
1: this has been...
5: Spotting the
6: Trannies.
0: Uh...
3: Uh, Twitter Radicals comments um, uh, if you're comfortable with this game, you are not gay Jared. Yeah. <laughs> also, they said that our mic was hot during the last break, and I should fire you. Uh, not gay Jared. That. Sorry, but Super, Mex- Super Mexican seemed relatively comfortable with it. He didn't seem uh, mm-hmm. too rattled.
10: Well, if, you, if you're going to fire him, apparently I'm going to get sued uh, into oblivion, so I might, might be looking for a job. Maybe I can take that guy's job.
3: Well, I don't know if you want that job because it comes with I mean it already comes with the baggage of several lawsuits with not Jay oh.
10: Jared. Oh, that's not going to work. Yeah. yeah.
3: Namely for me.
10: This is this is 100% accurate. Yeah, he's my indentured servant. Yeah, server. that's no bueno. No bueno at all.
3: So how do you see this happening? We're going to talk with Ed Morrissey. How do you see this happening? Do you do you think Trump gets the nomination? Do you think it goes to a contested convention?
10: You know what? The only way he doesn't get the contested – the the only way he doesn't get the nomination and we go to a contested uh, convention I think is if the GOP holds the line and they never hold the line and they've already given signs that you know they're a little spineless on this. Uh, If they actually cared about the principles of conservatism, I think they would have gone after him a little earlier and a little quicker and they didn't. So I could see – them caving, you know, even before the convention. Uh, The only way to save us is if Ted Cruz gets a surge and we're not looking, we're not seeing that in the polls yet. I'm hoping for it. I'm praying for it. I'm praying to all my Aztec gods, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen. I don't think prayers
3: are very relevant to them without human sacrifice. That's why. (laughs) All
10: right. That's that's why your people haven't done super well. Uh, It's
6: in the the fine print.
10: (laughs) Ah, I got to read the fine print, man.
3: I saw Apocalypto. I know what I'm talking about. What a Uh, great movie.
10: Really? Ah, oh, I love that movie. Ah,
3: uh, it must be it Never ended. Thing. All well, right. <sighs> super Mexican, thank you so much for being a good sport, and you have to come back to defend your title.
10: Yeah, absolutely. You're uh, going down. Thank going you. Down.
3: That is Super Mexican. You All can right. read his stuff at therightscoop.com. Highly recommend it. lighter with Crowder. Stay tuned.
1: for Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera. Yahtzee! Bullshit. Okay? Bullshit. Stay tuned for more Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera. Oh, hey, Lyle. Didn't see you there. What are you doing?
7: Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know.
3: That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com, or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get the call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that.
7: Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry.
3: <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. <laughs> All right. I am glad to. We'll try the phone calls one more time. We were taking your calls this week. It's atypical. We don't do it a whole lot, but Not K. Jared has. Oh, we've had this caller before. Donnie from Chicago, correct? Yes. Yeah, Donnie, you there. Good, Donnie. Good. Thank you. How are you, sir? Oh, okay. You're being far too kind. So, uh, all right. What, what can we do you Uh-oh. for today?
5: Well, here's the deal. You know, we got, all this, we got all this nonsense going on about everybody's already prophesying about what's going to happen at the GOP convention. I mean, it's like already in the books. But here's the thing. i got to tell you. i got to tell you. I know you're, you're a listening type of guy. But, you know, if I were to go out and say, you know, I want a new car, I want a new car, I would find one that I really, really like. It's flashy. It looks good. It's, and, 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 it's, uh, and people want it, okay? It's just a thought for a minute, because I'm going to try to put all this together. Living in Chicago doesn't help, because I see the disaster, the disaster of what the Democrats have done to a city. It's, it's in the hole. It's like Detroit. It's tanking. You got gun laws that make absolutely no sense. Chicago's Mayor
3: been Democrats, is it since 31, I think,
5: Mayor? Uh, it's a, my father used to say, hey, every city needs a good, corrupt politician like Mayor Daly. The problem is, as he was right back then, at least Mayor Daley could say, hey, shut up, we're doing it this way. But now everybody's corrupt. So, you know, you look at the Dems, everybody knows what's so, you know, what it's done to people. But here's the thing. I can't get it through my head that the GOP has given us anybody to beat the nonsense of Hillary or even Bernie. Look at the young generation. They love this guy. I know. They, They don't even... They love the guy because he speaks about stuff. Listen, I'm around millennials all the time, and I would not put down a hardworking millennial, a guy with a 4.0 who's doing well in college, and all this kind of stuff, but the fact that they believe that there's a savior out there that's going to change all this is a disaster. Well, I agree and with
3: you. And don't you see that kind of happening right. right now with the, with the GOP? That's what, the same messiah
5: complex. Well, it is. It, it, it is, except this. Here's the only thing. Okay. The GOP has never ever given this the idea that listen, we'll just give you everything you want. We never did that. The Democrats have lived off of, hey, you know, let's give everybody free everything. Okay, they've lived off of that. Look right. what it's done to Detroit, to Chicago, everything.
3: Baltimore, sure. But
5: but everything. It's a disaster. But but the, 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 the working with the language, you know, people don't understand me I'm from Chicago. I talk with these and them, and those. So I have to understand every once in a while when I want to have an intellectual conversation. I might have to change my language. What's happened Boy. is we—the GOP has not figured out yet how to talk the language of this generation. That's and so that's why I say, you know, what are they? What are they? How are we going to combat this? And and all I'm saying is, every time I hear Cruz talk, I just want to kill myself. Every time I hear Kasich talk, I'm like, are you kidding me? You've got great points, but the people that you're looking to connect with, they're not connecting, guys. They're so you not think connecting. Trump is the
3: better communicator of them?
5: Well, now here's, here's <laughs> what I'm saying. Because of to- everyone,
3: he's dead last of anyone with the millennials.
0: But here's what's
5: happened. Here's what's happened. For the GOP, they're the ones that have said, give us a new car. We want a new flashy car. We want something with power, with pizzazz, with zesto. That was my point. Right. Is, is all these old cars are sitting in the driveway, and the GOP, instead of going, look, we can't give these people these cars, why didn't they build somebody from within over right. the last four freaking years? Well, why didn't they pick a guy with with, with sense that, that that can communicate? And I can't listen to Cruz. I can't listen to cases. I can't do it.
9: Well, okay. it drives, well
5: it drives me nuts.
3: Donnie from Chicago, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. And uh, I, think, I, think it's, um, I think it's a valid question. Um, I think some would argue that was Cruz. Listen, to someone who, who voted for Cruz in Texas, there's a, bit, there's a reason that Marco Rubio lost Florida big and Ted Cruz won Texas big. Mm-hmm. Two people, same job, came up the same way, anti-establishment tea party, one's voting constituency felt betrayed, and one said, "Okay, we got what we asked for. Not everyone necessarily likes it, but that is a study in contrast." Yep. Um yep. I, and I do agree. Listen, I mean if, if people talk about this all the time, you know, I'm talking
1: like like uh, daddy from daddy. Chicago. Looks <laughs> like Dennis Farina. It sticks, sticks with you.
3: What pe- people talk about this a lot. People, you know, you see all these conservative provocateurs or these authors uh-huh. right now who are kind of in their in their their death throes saying Oh, you know, it, it, Mexicans, blacks, they talk about these Democrat, these voters. You know, it's we need white people. There are people out there right now saying it's about white people. We'll never win blacks. We'll never win Mexicans. That's why Democrats want them. We need white people. You're, you are looking at it the wrong way. And it's a Democrat way of thinking. If Republicans just minimize their losses mm-hmm. in people under 35 to low double digits, meaning if they lost it, I don't know, 60, 40, as, to the pose, as opposed to the giant margins by which they're losing them now, they never lose another election. It's a much bigger voting base, under 35. You could even extend that number to under 40. But certainly 35 and under. I'm not just talking 25 and under. 35 and under. Okay? If you could change that voting base by 10 points, just you could still lose it by a big margin, just not as mammoth. Republicans would never lose another election. And that'd be in perpetuity. Because you'd be building something. Mm-hmm. It's a future vote. You're not just talking about who's black today, who's white today, who's Mexican today. Okay, let's look at the demographic numbers. Republicans have had a very, very serious problem there, and and, and that's reality. And no one wants to talk about it. Something else we talk about communication. Okay, let's talk about communication. We'll have we'll have um,
6: Ed Morrissey. Ed Morrissey. Well, do we have more calls after? Do we we have, have one more call after. This. I think we're going to take one more call or one two more calls. Okay, call. Then then Ed Morrissey. Why think. are you
3: fidgeting around there? Is Something going on with the? Oh no, stream? no, fine. Okay, we're fine. Um.
6: Trump. This thing right now is the New York Values thing. People are getting mad at Ted Cruz. <laughs> I got an email about that today. That was that was a, that was a subject from a Trump email because I had signed up for. A, uh, fight Ted about Cruz the, hates New York defense. Values. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. That's
3: Th- that's the this thing. is just such populist pandering bullcrap, right? Any conservative, any moderate, any non far leftist would who lives in New York would hear that and go, yeah. Unless you're one of those dummies who thinks that because you're New York, you have to like the Rangers. Or you're from you're from Philadelphia, you have to like the Phillies. If you're one of those stupid people who ties your identity in some city, there's no helping you. But you know what? Any conservative who lives in New York City goes, Hmm, you know what? Yeah, I am a Republican, but I'm in a city where I legally am not capable of owning a gun to protect my family and my apartment also, landlords are being jailed if they don't allow trannies to use whatever bathroom they want, sorry, being fined. Also, they wanted to ban big ups. You know what? My city's values suck. Put that on a grand scale. Nationalism. Sometimes it sucks. I was born in Detroit. My dad was born and raised in Detroit. I left when I was younger. Detroit values suck. Anyone with common sense would look to Manhattan, would look to De Blasio, would look to Bloomberg, and say, "Yeah, those values suck. Why should that change? I don't understand. I've never tweet me at S. Crowder. I don't understand why this should change. Well, I live in Texas, or I live in I live in Utah." And uh, I, I vote Republican. Oh, really? What does that mean? Well, it b- means I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in uh, federalism and uh, constitutional limitations to the federal government. And then that power should be delegated to the states. Okay. Hey, y- yeah, I'm from New York and I vote Republican. Well, what does that mean? It means I believe in strict gun control. I'm against free speech, higher taxes and socialized programs and banning big gulps. How does that change based on your geographical location? Unless you are, in the most technical uh, uh, matter of speaking, a dumbass. Unless you are an absolute moron, someone telling you if you think you're a Republican that your city's far, far, far left policies do not represent the mainstream values of Republican voters, it should be a non-issue. It's only an issue for a stupid person who goes, New York values.
1: Oh, crap. I'm from there. I'm from there. He
3: insulted the place I'm from. Oh, I'm not voting for that guy. Oh, so you like the gun control? You like the fact that uh, the far left policies? You like the the stringent government? You like the high taxes? You lo-
2: no? So
3: what's the problem?
2: I'm from there. I don't like how this feels. I'm
3: uncomfortable. I don't understand. Is it just me, not gay, Jared? I-
6: no, you know, I I I get it to a certain extent because that's kind of how Cleveland is. I think it's these northeast cities think more than most kind of had that sort of like we've been through hell and back at our own doing and we kind of band together kind of vi- you know it's kind of a thing you chicago just did it. You just detroit did it because cleveland's not cleveland been back. yeah it's probably not they've been there and it's only going to get worse in june and july um you know baltimore new york city boston i don't know what it is i think it's just the cold winter is just kind of like it's, it's it kind of puts you in a groupthink mentality of the city and you can't you know kind of get out of that you know the sports the everything kind of plays into it as well i think but I don't know. I don't. I. But that said, if someone were to say, "Hey, Cleveland sucks," I go, "Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's pretty
3: sucky." You're not happy with the political representation for sure of Cleveland. No, no. I'm certainly not with Detroit. No. We've gotten to kerfuffles with people over there. That said, our... let's
6: just remember, Cleveland is not to be Detroit. mentioned in the same sentence. <laughs> as detroit cleveland One looks th- at detroit and they
5: you're everything that's gone wrong in this world yes you're self-consumed so no talent mediocre piece of shit.
3: <laughs> that's what cleveland says to detroit cleveland looks at detroit and says
5: miserable <laughs> presumptuous no talent
3: yes. cleveland looks to detroit and says
5: i knew the grateful dead from 1966
0: <laughs> who the f- are you
2: <laughs> it's the one, we always get complaints about that, but if you have not seen that video, it is the best thing the internet has ever produced.
0: Uh,
2: but
3: I, I don't blame you. Um, I wouldn't want to be mentioned in the same sentence as Detroit. I'm from Detroit. There's a perfect example. I can say, yeah, Detroit is 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 way worse than Cleveland. It's so cold in the D. Yeah. And if Donald Trump said that, I wouldn't get mad at him. I'd say, well, he got something right. We'll be back. More calls after this.
7: Crowder. I'm Harry Matheson. In the wake of controversy regarding Ben Carson's recent statements as a surrogate for Donald Trump's campaign, we take you live to an exclusive interview with our on-the-ground reporter, Jimmy. Jimmy! Dr. Ben Carson, let's try this
1: one more time. If you felt this way about
9: Donald Trump, why would you feel it's your role to act on his behalf on the campaign trail. Listen, I think we're in a position where I don't have a choice. Okay, I still have some questions about Mr. Donald Trump. Okay? Did he cheat on his first wife? Or his second
1: wife? What are his policies? How how are they gonna reduce government? I wanna know! Don't you wanna know? I wanna know! Yes,
3: Dr. Ben Carson, we all want to know. Does this mean that you'll no longer be acting? As a representative of the
1: Trump campaign?
9: No, I'll certainly still be representing uh, the Donald Trump campaign with great pride and fervor.
1: We'll keep you up to
7: date as this exclusive interview unfolds. For breaking news on Waller with Crowder, I'm Barry Malthuson.
3: Alright, glad to be back. And uh, for the most part we've had uh, good time here with the calls today and good show, um, good show let's go to our line. Not KJ. we have somebody calling in.
6: Yeah, we have Jack from Samson.
3: Jack from Samson, you are online one getting louder with Crowder.
4: Hello, Steven. How you doing? Hey, uh right. I wanted to ask why you like putting so many dicks in your mouth. Okay, Jared,
1: all day what Jared, Jared What in this your, is your, dicks. In this your, in s- your s- this.
6: I tried to cut so, it off Yeah, I fast don't think we're going to do
3: a whole lot more. You know, we had Donnie from Chicago. Um, all right, you know, uh, by the way, one thing for people when you talk about sort of t- t- to put it in some context here, um... My uncle and my brother have gone and, and taped a lot in India. I just want to bring this up real quick. And uh, they've worked with some missionaries. Uh, just last night, they burned down 20 churches, um, more than 200 churches in the Olsabang province. And um, I have right here, they want to kill 200 missionaries within the next 24 hours. Yes, Islam. So Christians are hiding in villages. This is happening in India right now. So that's when people say, well, how, how do you say this many more people are killed uh, by Islamic terrorism than, uh, than uh, Timothy McVeigh? Well, they want to put out 200 just in this province of India in one night for being Christian. This stuff happens all the time across the world. So all the time, any time you can snap your, your fingers, someone's being killed in the name of Islam somewhere in the world. Not by a Muslim. That's the sound of somebody being killed in the name of Islam. With that amount of frequency, every single day. Keep that in mind the next time they're hunting for some kind of a a a, a, a white uh, Anglo-Saxon Ted Cruz supporting terrorist. Uh, I wanted to talk about something we were talking about uh, pot with Julie Borowski. Borowski. I don't know. You know, we're, we're, hopefully we'll do a, we'll do a web extended version with her. Yep, yep. I I think it's an entirely reasonable, and tenable position. Listen. States should have the right to legalize it if they want to. I just don't like it being based on a lie. But I also find it funny why they've made such a, a pivotal issue of, of weed, really an, 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 a non-beneficial drug. Um, if you want to get high, fine. That's fine. But let's, let's not say it's medicine or pharmaceutical companies. They can make plenty of money. They have several patents on chemical compounds from marijuana. The only one that works is, is that, uh, the, the one that they have for um, nausea and, and sickness associated with chemo. But no one's in the streets picketing for that drug, right? And it's not fun because you're not getting high. They're picketing in the streets because they want to get blitzed. That, I understand it. I just want people to be honest about it. I don't understand. The more compelling conversation to me would be something like steroids, mm. and, and the reasonable thing about I was Do, Julie talking personal freedoms. You're talking about they're talking about personal freedoms, but I, I want to take it extended. Yep. Um, because that is these are legal drugs, and they are drugs that are wildly beneficial, right? A good ex- mm-hmm. steroids mm-hmm. right now they give to and goes, are you say sure steroids? No. Uh, but they're wildly beneficial to AIDS patients, burn victims, right? That they're prescribed. They were invented. and They're prescribed. And there was a scare, big scare that happened after the, the, the uh, Russian and East Germans with the Olympics, right? The steroid wars. And so now they're vilified. But these are legal drugs that have gone through the scientific process and are some of the most effective drugs known to man. And a lot of the time, doctors would probably prescribe these to people, and they're afraid because of the DEA. I don't understand why libertarians don't focus on that more. That's where you can make some headway. The reason I was thinking about it was because she talked, we talked about drugs with her. I was just reading today, I follow mixed martial arts. There's a fighter named Lyoto Machida who just got fined for testing for a PED. PED is a performance-enhancing drug. Now, Chael Sonnen says every single drug is a performance-enhancing drug. If your doctor is giving you a drug that is not performance-enhancing, that's malpractice. He cannot give you this makes sense. a performance hindering drug. The drug that was banned, that this is a private organization, USADA, their guidelines are, are wet. I don't want to get wonky for you, was DHEA. That's something you can, probably many of you watching might even be taking it, or it might be in one of your supplements and you don't even know. Certainly if you have older parents or grandparents, it's most likely that some of them are, you can walk right now to Rite Aid, to CVS, and take that. And it's banned in sport. And this guy's name is going to be dragged. And by the way, he didn't even test positive. He disclosed it. He was listening to supplements, you know, whatever, creatine, this, multivitamin, DHEA. And they said, oh, well, you're, that's banned. So you're going to be suspended. And I'm sitting there thinking about this. This is an issue that, again, we've dealt with in the media because of liars like Lance Armstrong. I understand it because of people who abuse it. But you were talking about athletes. And I've given this a lot of thought. And I've gone back and forth on it. You are talking about athletes who are putting their body under stress. The lifespan for NFL players is not good. For people who are in contact sports, it's not good. We talk about concussions. It's really bad, right? Cutting weight is very difficult in these combat sports. We know the long-term health ramifications, and we know that steroids would help. We know that they would help these athletes. We want them to perform to these best. And by the way, if you, if you think the most athletes aren't on them, you're you're, you're, you're delusional. Okay, most of these, there's a significant portion of them are. Ask any professional athletes. Once they're retired, they go, oh, yeah, it's absolutely rampant. Why shouldn't they have the right to take those drugs? You can tweet me at S. Crowder. I really think it's a hard case to make that they shouldn't be taking it under a doctor's supervision. Because it's a witch hunt and new drugs are developed. Shouldn't athletes be allowed? You can give them Percocet. The addictive uh, drugs, the painkillers, are rampant, rampant with people in professional sports. Depression. Depression rampant. You can give them Zoloft, you can give them all of these antidepressants, you can toss Oxy at them, which we know is bad, it doesn't help you, or you can give them something that is possibly the most effective drug known to man pick a list from whatever these steroids are, keep it monitored within healthy levels from a doctor, and it will enhance this person's performance. Who Their sole job is physically performing for you, and we tell them, no, here's a bottle of Percocet, you can't take what would actually help you heal. And so I was just sitting there. I was watching this, going, I was talking with my dad about, like, I get tested for something, you know, that you you take. By the way, it's not even that effective. DHEA. It's it's really mixed results. Creatine is more effective. Creatine is a very effective supplement. That's one that I recommend to a lot of people. If you're out there, you don't know what it is. It's it's very available. But uh, I don't know. I want you to tweet me to ask Crowder. I'm just curious as to why the line has been drawn at pot, something that's not proven. Certainly not as time tested as as steroids, which can be prescribed by a doctor. And many doctors will tell you, you know what, we prescribe these specific kinds for these kinds of injuries, but we can't. Uh, And that's where I get more libertarian. Again, I've never touched these drugs, I've never smoked pot, Um, but uh, I think if a doctor wants to prescribe them, they should. I think doctors should prescribe them, uh, have the right to, if it works, but we need to be honest about whether it works. And we'll be back, Ed Morrissey, right? Ed Morrissey. Ed Morrissey after the break. Stay tuned.
2: Greetings, humans. This is the final Hopper takeover. I have cleaned my nether regions four times since the last commercial break, but still have yet to see any cheeses. I would like to give humans the benefit of the doubt, and if you believe that you should not send cheeses because Hopper does not have opposable thumbs and would not be able to open the cheeses I can assure you I have taken the proper precautions and you can send them at your earliest convenience and lastly not get your escaped Hey, Crowderheads, if you're listening
3: to this on iTunes or SoundCloud, or maybe on the YouTube live stream, because that's a thing now, you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. That's actually the bulk of what me and my glorious team, not Gay notwithstanding, do on a daily basis, anywhere from four to ten articles a day with commentary, videos, GIFs, images, and it's all free. So if you want to be up to date on the news and entertained, just add louderwithcrowder.com to your RSS feed. Go check it every day. It's free. You get to support the site, and then you know maybe we'll give you some free stuff. I don't know. Maybe free college. What are they promising? Free college, healthcare. I don't know. They're promising. "Well, we'll give you that. Just just bookmark it, and we'll give it to you. That's a promise. dare you. I got up to dance because I was tweeting out that Ed Morrissey was going to be in the program, and you ruined the whole thing.
6: Tune it's it out now. It's kind of my thing. It's Tune my it thing. out It's my now. thing. I ruined it all.
3: Tune it out now. Okay. don't let, Let's just pretend like that didn't happen. Uh, next guest, fine guest. He hasn't been on in a while, but a uh, long friend, personally, and he was on the show when the first show started, long before syndication, and then uh, several markets complained and pulled us. Uh, and then more syndication, and then, of course, more pulling, and then more syndication. Ed... Morrissey, editor-in-chief at HotAir.com. What's the official term, Ed? Senior editor. Senior editor at HotAir.com. Okay, senior editor. These, these terms are so hard to keep straight. I know.
11: It's, just, it's, it's, it's a nomenclature that kills you, Stephen. What can I say? Look at this beard. You warned me about it. How long has this been going on? Uh, about a month uh, since CPAC. Okay.
3: Well, now, because I saw you on Morning Joe, and I didn't want to... How long has that been happening? Because if it had been happening for a year or something, and I had screwed up. So What, what was the decision?
11: Well, okay. So this is kind of a funny story. What happened was right before CPAC, I got a little rash on my lip right up here, and I thought initially, well, I'll just shave around it, right? But well, that would have left me with a mustache, you know, right in there, and I thought that was a bad look at a conservative political action conference. So I thought, no, I got to let the whole mustache grow. And then I thought, well, if I let the whole mustache grow, I need something underneath it because you know, with the shaved head and just the mustache, yeah, I don't, I don't think that look would have worked. No, I'm not sure like if this look works. Yeah, pretty much. You know, so I, I don't know if this I don't know if this works. It does. It does, does okay. work. You have a decent beard. My question is, and then we have to get because we, don't,
3: we only have one segment here. My question yeah. is this: How do you, you know, listen? I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag with the the the, the follicular situation. How right. do you decide where to start the beard when there's not? You know, usually you just continue the sideburns. What's that decision process like?
11: Uh, that decision process was like: What is it that I think I can actually sustain? And I, I decided right. that this. This was it, and I, I thought if it went all the way up to the top of the ears, it would—I I don't know—look weird. Not that this doesn't, but for some reason, this is the look that I kind of. No, and- it
3: works. It works, but you know, because you don't want to grow it and then you go full Jesse Ventura with the skull and that just doesn't work for any. No, that's bad. That's a bad look too.
1: Okay, so here we are. You
3: have the new—the new book. Title of your new book. It's going going red, right? Going red. Okay. And you talk about very. You get very strategic in this talking about what votes determine the Republican election. Um, Real quick, just hit us with it because I know you've been doing the
11: press tour, and then I want to get into something current to tie it into. But going red, what's the premise? The premise is is that in order to win the swing states, the states that Republicans used to win uh, before two thousand and eight. Republicans need to get back on the ground and discover who these voters are. The reason why Republicans have—one of the reasons, uh, one of the big reasons why Republicans have lost in 2008 and 2012 is because they were relying on national messaging. They had no idea who the voters were in these uh, in, in these swing states and these swing counties, seven swing counties and seven swing states. And the, the voters have changed their concerns are different in each of these communities. You can't rely on just a national message and you're won a national election anymore. You really have to run four hundred and thirty-five congressional campaigns for president. And it's most critical in states where voters are on the fence as to which direction they're going to go. So that's what going red is about. Okay. It tells the stories of these seven counties, these seven communities, so that people get a chance to know these people better. They're fine people, terrific people. I got a chance to spend five months touring and and, and talking with them. No, I don't like them. I think they're all terrible people,
3: and I don't I know. endorse your comment. Okay, but let me ask you this: Can this be done, Ed, without pandering, with still
11: being consistent? absolutely no? No. See, this is the thing. If you if you are talking with the people in these communities, you're getting you're finding out what it is that their concerns are in those communities, and then you take the conservative agenda and show how it applies. To these, to these issues, to these problems. Okay. Rather than just saying liberty, liberty, free markets, etc., you go into these different communities and say, hey, you've got a problem with the EPA and the Metropolitan Water District and it's gonna cost you hundreds of dollars a year for the next 20 years out of your pocket because the EPA, won't uh, reconsider a plan to, right. to uh, for, for abatement. This is the reason why regula- re- over, you know, over-regulation is bad. Not just saying over-regulation is bad. You have to tie it to people's lives. Look, and you lem- have to come up with a positive, a positive agenda that's going to improve Like
3: Kasich life. running a positive campaign. Let me ask you, point blank, who <laughs> do you think? No one, no one, I don't know. Maybe some people like him. When there are, occasionally there's a fan who pops up with a yard sign. Which candidate do you think is most capable of doing that?
11: Well, look. I mean, I think um, I think that the candidates all have some qualities that lend themselves to this. I think that they're one of the strong messages that I got from talking with people is that they're tired of ideological wars. They want somebody who's going to get things accomplished that are actually going to make a positive difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that kind of leans against Ted Cruz. But on the other hand, Ted Cruz is really good at at getting on the ground and talking with people. And in presenting a conservative agenda in ways that are specific to different communities. So he's good at that. Trump is good at understanding that people are frustrated and he's he's, uh, you know, the hyper competent, super executive who can get things done, who is apart from the ideological wars. Right. And so that appeals to that. That's part of the um, message, too. So you're telling me there's a chance. Chance. I think there's, there's a chance. Okay, well, I don't, because we, we, on, we only have one segment. So, okay,
9: I understand
3: I where you're coming from with that. Uh, and we'll yeah. have you back on when we can do a, a longer segment. We had to play sure. spot the tranny with
11: and, you. and thank you so much for having me on tonight. I know that you squeezed me in. Thank no, you very no,
3: much. no. We didn't squeeze you in. I wanted to have you in. And then it was just the, the schedule got insane with the callers and not gay Jared will be fired. Um, I wanted to ask you something because you've written on politics for a long time. But you particularly understand the delegate game, uh, districts. Yeah. You understand that better than most. What is the truth here? have the rules changed against Donald Trump have they've you know no. have they been the same no. I'm under the impression am I wrong they were out there in August and not a one has changed since August
11: not see uh, yeah, certainly not since August and most of the most of the delegate allocation rules are, are are really traditional you know Colorado changed up a little bit over a year ago but only just to say that we're not gonna have bound delegates. The delegate selection process is the same as it's always been. This is one of those sausage making moments in, in American politics. Most of the time, conventions are over before they even start. They're They're just there to celebrate the nomination of the person who we've known for months is gonna be the nominee. This is the one year in a generation, the one cycle in a generation where that's not the case. And so now all of a sudden, everybody has to catch up with these rules And a lot of people are being taken by surprise by these rules, but they're really the same rules that have been around for decades in terms of delegate allocation, in terms of wooing delegates. This is the way conventions have always been done when there isn't a clear nominee by the time the convention rolls. Exactly.
3: And that is designed to ensure that somebody who cannot get a majority of even the
11: Republican vote doesn't go to a general. Correct. Right. Right, I mean that's, that's that's the overall purpose of it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You have to demonstrate some competence. You have to demonstrate a, a, a broad reach within the party that's right. going to nominate you. Absolutely. Well, that's my
3: that's why I talk about the two party system. I say the two party system is to, to to avoid a national version of what's happening with these primaries, where someone who can't get above right. that thirty five percent threshold can take up the country hostage. And you've seen that in other countries with with thirty or forty parties. And I come from Canada with a parliamentary system, so I go listen. Two party system yeah. isn't great. But it's better than most alternatives, and it's really easy to say, "You me mean corporate influence." But like, look at this. Look
11: at this nomination process in a primary. Do we really want this kind of a quagmire in a general? The difference between this system and a parliamentary system is that we iron out the, the factional issues prior to the general election within the parties in, right. in a parliamentary system. It's not so much Canada because there's probably only three parties in Canada. But if, you know, well, no, there's, well, there's, sort of there's liberal history.
3: conservative NDP and then in Quebec, Blec- Blec- Blec-
11: Quebecois. Yeah, Blec- Quebecois. So four parties. Uh, BQ is more of a, a Quebec. But they still party, run
3: nationally. They are. It's just so I silly. Know.
11: But, but you take a look at Israel, and there's like, what, 12, 13 different parties. In, in a two-party system, those those parties would kind of be divvied up, and they, they'd vie for leadership within the party before the general election. That's our two-party System. Right. So all we're doing is we're replacing the stuff that would happen in in a parliament in the United States for four years with with this you know year-long process of ironing it out in, right. in the in the in, to, when we get to the convention. That's that's it's really this it's 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 the same type of function. We just put it. Ahead of the schedule, more or less, than than parliamentary systems. And I can
3: understand people, we've talked about this. I think it was Obama, Obama, Hillary Clinton won Texas, Obama got more delegates. I could be swapping them. And then Mitt Romney won some states, but Ron Paul got more delegates. This is not new. Like you said, it's just, it's more, it's coming down to the wire. So for the first time, people are educating themselves about it. And I understand why some people are angry. I get it that with the Lindsey Grahams and Mitch McConnells. I I understand that. I understand this sentiment. But the point is, something is not being stolen from someone if you can't get over 35% or 37% of the Republican Vote. We're not. Ta- this is. People are talking about. This is ta- posting a dress. Tea party rioting in the streets. No. This is a party. It's not the government. And this is one guy who doesn't even have forty percent of the vote within one half of the country's voting electorate. I just hope people keep it in perspective before they go to Cleveland and start banging down hotel room doors.
11: Well, I think so. And, you know, I, I I actually think that there's going to be a gap of about six weeks between the final um, primaries and the convention. And I think what you're going to find is. People are going to put the, those five or six weeks to pretty good use. There's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing to try to to try to nail this down prior to the convention. But even if it goes to the convention and you have a you, you have seven or eight or ten or fifteen ballots before you get to a nominee, you know that's okay. That's what conventions actually are for. They're the backstop for when your primary process doesn't pick a consensus nominee. Right. And, and that's that's what they're that's that's why you elect delegates to go to a convention so that you can so that that can be done. It's representative democracy. Right. It's 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 it's, it's, it's like Congress. Well, it's let's like let's a fa- Congress. right,
3: let's follow down the alternative. Right. Obviously, Trump doesn't want one vote, you know, representation. He doesn't want that because he's the one benefiting the most from the delegate system and winner take all states. Right. There are no complaints with Florida. And he's banking on New York uh, far more. A far higher percentage of delegates than his actual percent of the vote so people need to understand yes. that and my my thing is i've always tried to be consistent consistency is what bothers me but let's go down a lot of trail the other way okay just vote and that person wins is it a good thing for someone who can't get over that 36 percent threshold to get the republican party is that is that productive that, that, that that's the only sort of they would have to make that a tenable position for people who are yelling foul play right now or am i incorrect
11: no you're right about this and and bear in mind that the primary schedule was designed this time around to prevent that type of thing from happening as well the idea was to wrap up a nominee early because remember the 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 primary kind of stretched out in in the 2012 cycle too and mitt romney ended up taking a lot of damage even though it was clear that he was going to be more or less the consensus nominee he didn't get it wrapped up until later in the primary, and in the meantime, he was taking pot shots from fellow Republicans. And then he he had to spend all of his all of his primary cash. He had no uh, cash left. And then the convention was in the first week of September, so he had no way to answer these attack ads that were coming from the Obamas. And just go
3: to all of his secret Mormon gold. We know they have those hordes <laughs> laying around. He doesn't pay any taxes. Ed, Ed, you're slipping on the fact game here. You need to. <laughs>
11: What can I say? What can I say? I forgot about the Mormon gold. You forgot about the Mormon
3: gold. I forgot about
11: that. Oh my gosh! How could I forget about that?
3: (laughs) That's what's really destroying the party is the Mormon gold.
11: That's that's the real problem. Well, no, No, but but you're right. I mean, so they they front loaded the primaries this time, so they didn't have to go through that. But but the problem was that they had a number of candidates who had viability, and and so what you've got is this four or five six candidates that were vying vying for real votes. In the first part of that front-loaded primary. And so now what you've got is the extent, what's left over, and it's going to stretch all the way to the convention now because they did – Well, that was going to be my final schedule.
3: question. We have to hit a hard
11: break. You think we're going to a contested convention? I think it's pretty likely at this point. I mean, I think Trump could still get to 1237, but I think we're going to go to a second ballot or a third ballot in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm kind of expecting okay. to see. Going red. Going red.
3: He doesn't. He spells it properly. Ed Morrissey. We'll get you back on, and uh, I don't know what. We'll, we'll play one of the games with you. Maybe you and Supermax can. Ed, thanks so much. We absolutely. Have, we have to go, sir. Love the beard. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap this all up in a nice bow because we can't wrap it up in a beard. That's physically impossible. Stay tuned.
1: And now for Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games. Brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera. Okay, uh, right foot on red. Okay, right foot uh. <laughs> ow, ow, Oh, ah. No! Okay, you know what? This game is rigged. And don't think I don't know about your little secret, okay? You are playing a game. You've stacked the deck. Okay, it's rigged. You're a professional gymnast. Don't think I didn't do my research. I have people, okay, who do the best but, research. The best. I did tumbling class when I was five. She did tumbling class when she was five. And you didn't disclose it. Huh? You didn't disclose any papers, any forms. You didn't disclose it, and you do. Okay, lie, lying, lying, Michelle. Okay, that's so your lying, not Michelle. Lying.
9: We were just playing Twister.
1: Or, you're not lying. Oh, she's not lying. Okay, look at this. Look at oh, this. Look at no, look at the flexibility. Huh? Oh, oh, what are no, you? What are you, Miss Stretch Armstrong? Huh? Huh? You you stretch Armstrong going to the ladies' room? Huh? Huh? It's all games rigged. Stay tuned for more Donald Trump Plays Family Board Games, brought to you by Milton Bradley and Al Jazeera.
3: I don't know what you put in this drink.
6: That drink? Only the special. It's ice. Stuff.
3: Hold on one second. Oh, my Lord, that was cold. I have ice, it, in a, I have it in an isolated tumbler, and it seems to have gotten colder, and now my mouth hurts. You're welcome. So that was Ed Morrissey. You had Ed Morrissey uh, going red as his book. I highly recommend it. I know, you know, listen, you, we go from playing spot the tranny to thoughtful political discussion, but Ed Morrissey knows that pretty well, and he's a kind man. He's a nice man. Uh, usually we don't present other stories in the final segment, but I thought this was pretty important. We just wrote about it tonight at louderwithcrowder.com. By the way, the BuzzFeed segment that Not Gay Jared, for which you will be fired, we couldn't get working, that'll be up on the website uh, probably tomorrow. BuzzFeed released, released a wildly racist video stereotyping black people, and we're going to just answer their 27 questions that they thought were cute and show you why it's pure denastery. Here's the other story. Bill Nye... Uh, video, we have it up at the website, thinks, and he made the statement, that all not global warming, climate change skeptics should be imprisoned. I'm not going to play this right now. You can go on the website. His reason, and he said, for me as a taxpayer and a voter, the introduction of this extreme doubt about climate change is affecting my quality of life as a public citizen. I'm glad he said public citizen and not scientist. (laughs) At least he dropped that moniker. So, this is what we call the everything goes under the general welfare clause, right? Uh, 5 for 15. Well, where's that in the Constitution? General welfare clause. Um, I want free health care. How is that constitution? Ah, general welfare clause. I want free food. Where does that go? Ah, general welfare clause. I want to use any bathroom. Ah, general welfare clause. I want to make sure that businesses have to serve me no matter what. At any point, they have no right to say, sorry, uh, w- 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 uh, general welfare clause.
6: Who's Jennifer Welfare? Gen- did I say
3: Jennifer? Not,
6: I, I general
3: welfare clause. General
6: welfare. I'm going to write that down. That's right. right. He can be taught.
3: Sometimes. And now we go further on down the trail, and you have Bill Nye. I want to jail all people who dis. I want to, as noted, non-scientist Bill Mott- Nye, jail. That includes thirty thousand real scientists who actually signed a petition against climate change. Let alone the millions of people who aren't convinced of man-made uh, global warming, climate change. Now, to be soon to be global cooling again after the last few years, he thinks that all of these actual scientists should be jailed. Well, How's that constitutional? general welfare clause and they toss everything underneath it they want to jail you for having a different opinion and scientists he's not a scientist he's certainly not an atmospheric scientist you know who's a scientist? Coach Mark Ripto, degree in geology a lot of scientists they, they like fracking When you actually get down to science, it is way more split. And uh, this goes back to, why? Why jail them? Why not argue about ideas? Well, it's affecting my personal life as a citizen. Ban farts. (laughs) If you're at that point. Uh, There is a movement I can get on board with. Well, I can't because Hopper would be hauled out here in cuffs. He'd be the first to go. That's true. But my point is you can't just sandwich everything in there. And the left uses it to silence all voices of opposition. Fight for 15. There was no transparency. No one was notified of where it was. You sign up for the email. It was impossible. Why? Because they don't want the cameras rolling. They don't want reporters to show up who might challenge their beliefs. College campuses. They're going to ban you. We wrote about that on uh, the website this week. They're going to ban you if you uh, offend people, if you trigger people on campus, right? Conservatives are saying, hey, you can say whatever you want. Sure, you want to do the piss Christ art? Thing? Go ahead. Bring that on campus. You want to do all kinds of anti-Christian, anti-conservative? You want to step on the American flag? Absolutely. Go ahead. Conservatives say that. if you're the Conservative groups on campus, anyway. Leftists say, no, 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 no. We need them banned. Kick them out. Segregated spaces. They don't want transparency. They don't want that dialogue. Bill Nye, non-scientist, wants actual scientists jailed. Doesn't want a dialogue. There is a consistent um, requiring of a lack of transparency on the left that you should find disconcerting. And you should find equally disconcerting any time it happens on the right And I'll give this to libertarians. They really do focus on transparency. We were talking about a guy like Justin Amash, who I don't agree with him on everything, justifies every single vote he makes on his website and social media page. That sounds great. Listen, we're not mob rule. We are not total democracy. But in a representative republic, isn't it great to have one who's transparent, whether you like him or not? This is a trademark of the left. And this is, listen... People will say, well, okay, you know, we, obviously sometimes we're making arguments on Lauder with Crowder and we're drawing parallels. Bernie Sanders' fascism for mediocrity because he wants to socially engineer right classes and capitalism and free enterprise. We talked about this, classes are moving. Bernie Sanders wants to ensure that doesn't happen. That's fascism for mediocrity, okay? We're using that as an analogy. This is actual fascism. How can you argue? How can the left argue that this is not? very blatant literal fascism jail people with whom I disagree and why isn't this front page everywhere you know you have people getting mad they're saying you know that T- Ted Cruz wants to establish a religious oligarchy because he's a Christian. We've had athe- Mark Ripto is an atheist was on the show he said no actually if you look he doesn't want to do that at all he believes in those powers of the state just like Rand Paul deeply Catholic he does not want to establish a religious oligarchy what about a guy like Bill Nye and his views are mainstream leftism who wants to jail people for disagreeing with sketchy science? By the way, climate change settled science. Gender is fluid. If you say you were born with a penis or vagina, that's hate speech. That should be so alarming to you, to Americans. I hate to do that. I'm not doing a doomsday thing. Read the article. Look at the patterns. We need more dialogue. We need more conversation. We need more battles of ideas. The left has disdain for it. Know that and know who's looking out for you. That's us, Ladder with Crowder. See you next week.